guys. Welcome back to the mm. Fanboy Podcast. I'm one mm. of your hosts, Imusawo on Franco. Mm, beautiful. And <laughs> the other half of your host, Manny Fresh. And that's fresh with a PH because I have a PhD keeping it fresh. Nice, nice. Today mm. we are joined by a special guest mm-hmm. from the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Mm. What's up, guys? Uh, thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs> Excited. And uh, yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, it feels like we, we haven't recorded in a while, even though it's only like a week or two. Yeah. Like um, it, it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, like, this little break, or like the fact that like we got our stuff done and had it recorded and out, like, it freaked me out when you were like, um, hey man, podcast is coming up again. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, the, the fanboy podcast. And I was like, yes, yes, That's the cool. fanboy podcast. I'm back. I had to go get my uh, super suit from my closet and made sure it still fit me, like the Red Guardian in uh, Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, still fits. Yeah. So yeah exactly I've been, I've right been recording different podcasts in between, so I'm like, what well, podcast mm. am I on today? <laughs> I, I heard about the, um, the, the uh, person that made the original uh, Wrestling Kingdom uh, logo and the Friday the 14th podcast. He that kind of hit me, man. I was like, damn, dude. Wrestling Tacos logo, the second Yeah, the uh, wrestling the wrestling tacos. Yeah. yeah. And then the Friday the 14th one. And I was like, man. I remember that was just like a small little idea. But I was like, this would look cool. And then you were like, hey, guess what? Got it done. And I was like, no way. And you're like, yeah, man, I know this guy that... And I was like, so freaking dope. And that really like paved the way as our like second podcast besides the population. That really helped us. Because I was like, yes, we got a logo for this one. Yeah, so. he, he had a battle with cancer, I think, he had uh, for a few months, and unfortunately mm. lost as of uh, today of recording, which is uh, Tuesday, the second, uh, I think. Yeah, I've, I've, I've lost my a few grandparents to cancer, so I, I hate it with passion. Yeah. I cannot stand it. It sucks. Fuck cancer. Yeah, if I had an X-Men superpower, it'd be like to heal cancer. Like, that'd be my power. <laughs> I'm like, yo, guess what I can do? I wouldn't even charge, but then the government would be after me. They'd be like, yeah. uh-uh. Nah, you can't just be giving that away for free. And I'd be like, oh, watch me. So then I'd ask for super speed as well. I need super speed. Yeah, it would be, it would be cool like, if you can like, take away cancer and give it yeah. to someone else. So when our government, government comes for you, you're like, you oh, dude. Fuck you. And, and you, can, like, you, can, like, you can like rapid speed it too. So like, when yeah. you give it to them, it's like you're like a stage that's not even existent. You're stage 10. That doesn't exist. Well, now it does. Boom. And then in them like so oh, fast for free so fuck you yeah, yeah like, like yeah i'm giving it to the people kind of like some some rogue type superpower yeah 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 like I'm, I'm like a robin hood but like i'm not like i'm just robbing people with their cancer and giving it to uh the <laughs> government that's after me like yeah saving fuck lives i think people would would help me i'd be like a vigilante that people loved like, we love that man leave him alone leave the mutant alone like, don't call me mutant that's offensive just kidding. But yeah, that's what I do. So sorry about that. That was a weird rant. But yes, we. I wanted to bring acknowledge that. Cause, yeah, uh, rest in peace. Um, he yeah. did help a lot. He created the logo for uh, Friday the 14th, which we still use today, I yeah. think after, what, four years? And um, yes. the second logo as well. So yeah, I didn't know him personally, but I mean, he created those two logos, which are classic logos for us. So. Rest in peace, condolences, thoughts and prayers to uh, his yes. friends and family and fans. Definitely. So sorry for your passing. 
to the family and friends of him. Uh, cancer sucks, as I said before. Um, so I definitely understand the feeling of losing somebody that you love to that. It's shitty. Yeah. Well, uh, you want to get to the episode today? Let's do it, man. I'm excited because I wanted to show you some stuff since the last... Because we did uh, X-Men for the last episode. And since the X-Men... Since, since we finished X-Men, I was in this kit to be like, you know what? I want to feel like I'm a kid again. I want to feel like I was when the first X-Men movie came out. And what better way to do that than go to eBay and see Uh-oh. if action figures still exist in their packaging for X-Men. So the first thing I got this for is still four ninety nine, in its package, Sabretooth, okay. in the X Men movie in his package, right? Like nice. so clean, five dollars. I sent the dude a bit. I was like, I'll give you five. He's like, all right, and I was like, awesome. So I got this bad boy, and then when I went to the Comic Con, recently, I got this bad boy for fifteen. It's him whenever he fought Wolverine for the first time, and this thing, this like pristine. The packaging's like. There's like hardly any wear on it. I was like, part of me was like, I want to open this. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna open it after all. I like them in the package, yeah. especially because I'm a, an articulation freak now, and it's gonna bother me that they lack articulation. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. no, just keep them in his box. He looks nice the way he is. But definitely that that was a kit cost because I wanted to feel like a kid again. Didn't really work because I went to go put gas and I was like, yeah, reality set in real fast. I was like, yeah. Gas has been going down, though. <laughs> it has, steadily, even though I hear other places where it's like, it's not moving at all. I, I hate the fact that I'm like, I do that. I get excited for, like, low gas. Like, I go to Stripes, and they have rewards, and I plug in my number, and it knocks off 11 cents. And I'm just like, yes, look at me. I'm getting 11 cents off, off every it's, gallon. It's a it's a huge accomplishment when you get, like, 10-plus cents off anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah, man. I'm like sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I'm like VIP. three dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, I'm VIP here. You know, no, no big deal. It was free to sign up. Yeah. Just had to download an app. It's not that hard. And like, I feel like royalty. Yeah. Sorry. Um, those <laughs> some news that uh, dropped whenever we were gone for the past uh, two, or yeah, past two weeks. We haven't recorded in about a couple weeks, but um, yes. You saw, did, uh, I think both of y'all saw um, Thor, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. What were y'all, y'all thoughts? Unfortunately, on wanna... unfortunately, I know uh, uh, Craig did uh, <laughs> Craig did a review, and I don't think his opinion uh, is the same as both of ours. Oh, okay, wow, all right. So, what, 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 were, uh, what were the the thoughts and feelings? I mean, I had my 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 gripes as as a whole for this. Film. Yeah, I mean, I, I have gripes about it. Um, I, I do like how they kept it um, kind of singular. You know, mm-hmm. they are moving into the multiverse. Yes. saga as they call it mm-hmm. uh, but they kept it singular they kept it a single mm-hmm. story with uh mm-hmm. i thought christian bale did a great job as, oh, uh, I, I agree with that i agree with as that. uh gore the butcher um yes. but i mean yes. there are some gripes it's a Thor mm-hmm. movie i thought it was too comical mm-hmm. um the mm-hmm. goats were pissing me wow. off halfway through the movie wow. same so same yeah. I, I hate the goats at the beginning, but then like towards the end, yeah, I started liking them. To so. me, to me, to me, for the goats, the first time I laughed, and I was like, okay, cool, I get it. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. The Taylor Swift meme, I get it. The goats, that's funny. And then I hear him a second time, I'm like, okay, a small little giggle. By the third time, I'm like, get rid of them. Yeah. Get rid of them. Like I don't want to hear them again. I don't want to see them again. Um, you can definitely tell that they like the CGI used for those goats, like. The reindeer in the in the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies look more real than those goats. So I was like, you're really not. It's really not going to affect anything if you get rid of these goats. 
Um, but I agree. I think Christian Bell's um, portrayal of, of I, Christian Bell, I knew, I knew it. I knew this man's gonna show up on set and understand the assignment. You know what I mean? And I'm also scared to piss off Christian Bell. I, I saw him go off on the set of Terminator, and I was just like, yeah, like no, no, I do not want to mess with him or even mess up his his mood while he's filming. So I saw that and I was like, this is so like this is so good. Like his portrayal yeah. of Gord was so good. Um. But yeah, as he said, like too comical. Uh, I first like the standalone thing. I agree with. Like, I think a lot of people they're a bit upset because they're not re- like for me. Like Shang Chi to me felt like a standalone film. Yeah. It didn't feel like it connected here and there, but I liked that because I'm like that's what I want. I want this like origin, you know. Yes. But it was right before No Way Home dropped later that year. So then No Way Home opened this multiverse, and now yeah. people are like, I want a cameo. Ben Affleck better return as Daredevil in the multiverse of madness, or I won't go see it, you know. And it's like. I get where y'all wanted, and that's why Marvel was like, you know what, the next phase will be the multiverse saga, so you'll shut up. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, with the comedy, I mean, bits here and there was, like, funny, but then a part of it's like, I don't know, sometimes I want to see, like, the Thor that we got in um, Infinity, Infinity War. War. The one that just comes down, and it's like, yo, Thor's there, guys. Yeah. Thor is there. End of problem. Like, he was ready. Like, he, he took on Thanos until you hear the you know, go for the, you should have gone for the head, and then when we see him in Endgame, he goes for the head, it's like, that's the Thor I want, and sometimes I feel like, like, Taika, like, washes that over, like, and I get Ragnarok worked well, it was like, people weren't vibing with the first two Thor films, Ragnarok kind of saved this character, and then we got even further progression in Infinity War and Endgame, and people were like, yo, Thor's not one to be reckoned with, we love him, but then I feel like Taika was like, I want to add the same comedy for this for this film but i want to overdo it and what kind of got to me was like one thing i'm thankful for is that he didn't get to touch the guardians that much like the way the film promoted it like they're going to be there for a while which i kind of wanted that because i'm like okay cool thor went with them at the end of endgame so i want to see how long he was with them and what he added to the team we don't get that but then when i was finished watching the movie i'm like i I thank god he didn't really touch these i'd rather james gunn touch the guardians over taika you know so like what's up go ahead I was just saying, I, I agree with you. You know that the first two movies, it's Thor, and he's kind of he's he's not used to the world customs, so he's kind of mm-hmm. the way he talks, the way he acts, is very yeah. unnatural. Mm-hmm. And it kind of moved into natural ways into Infinity War, and I feel like they took a step back with the way he acted in uh, Love and Thunder, where he was kind of like goofy and yeah, he's like a dumb uh, blonde. The dumb blonde, and he wasn't that in Infinity War. Exactly. And I feel like that story arc where he was just this badass dude is what mm-hmm. everybody enjoyed, and they're taking a step back with mm-hmm. it. That's, and I feel that because I feel like if you wanted to, like, do we have to cut his hair again to get the good Thor? Like, if that's what it takes, and the short haired Thor is the more serious one, then I'm all for it. And so that was the thing is like, they make him this really dumb character when he's had such a great arc. Like, the way that Korg kind of explains the deaths of all the people he loved as a joke, it's really what built his persona in Infinity War and Endgame. You know, seeing Loki die, and then, like, seeing, uh, you know, losing everybody he loved, you know, like his mother, going back to see his mother and crying about it because he misses her, you know, loses his father in Ragnarok. Like, we're seeing this really heartbroken Thor to the point where they show how the depression set in in uh, Endgame, and in fact, Chris Hemsworth himself fought to keep uh you know fat thor at the end of the movie because the directors are like when you when you use the electricity you'll go back to being fit and he said no 
because it doesn't make sense. He said, a person who's dealing with, 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 with depression over the loss of anybody sometimes takes the route of like just feeding themselves, uh, like obsessively. And I don't think that my power should take away my weight. Like that should stay there to show that I'm still very depressed over that. And so I was right. like, you know what? I rock with that. Cool, Chris Hemsworth. Thank you, because that adds to your character. It makes it seem somewhat more real. And then we get this, like, the dumb blonde in Thor, you know, who's basically just the laughingstock between Valkyrie and Mighty Thor, you know. Yeah. And the, the, the another thing that, like, another gripe I had about it was the, was, well, we get a very serious Jane Foster in 1 and 2 of Thor. She's very serious. Yes, she cracks a joke here or there, but you see her as more of a down-to-earth, again, it's like Thor coming to know Earth. And Jane's, like, this guide, you know what I mean? She's yeah. the Rosetta Stone of Earth language. You know, so, like, he gets that, and then all of a sudden, we get, like, this Natalie Portman in this movie, which she had already walked away from the franchise. Taika convinced her to come back for this, because he's like, I'm gonna make you Thor. And she was like, okay, sign me on. But she had already walked away because she felt like, by the end of part two, she wasn't able to, like, be as serious as she was the first film, or, like, really embody a serious role. So she was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Right. So then we get this one, and she's just like... I'm working on a catchphrase for when I fight my first villain. I'm like, when did she become fun? I was like, <laughs> I was like, when did you become fun? Like, I, I can't, t- I couldn't see her as fun because the past two films I didn't see her that way. You know what I mean? And then even as like in a lot of roles that I see Natalie Portman in, I never see that side of her. So it could just right. be me not seeing like other roles where she may have been like very free, but from 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 the the aspect of the movie as a whole, it felt off for me. Yeah. Like that, that being done. So that was a, that was a gripe I had about uh, Love and Thunder. So in my review, I just said, you know, I enjoyed it. I did have a lot of gripes. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not going to be one that I go back to if I want to watch Thor. It's going to be Ragnarok mm-hmm. and Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. You know, yeah, nine times out of ten. But you know. Yeah, and and I said the same thing. I said I may not have enjoyed this movie the way I wanted to enjoy it. But I, when it comes out, I'm going to look for, like, the Steelbook exclusive. I'm going to buy yeah. it. It's going to be in my collection. It's going to be one of those things in the future that I'm like, we're going to sit through it again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're going to watch it again. Uh, but it's just, like, it's very few, like, as of recent, very few that have, like, movies that I walked out of the theater in the MCU that, I, that stuck with me. That I was like, I can go see this again and again and again. You know what I mean? Like, for certain films, uh, I've done that. The first... You know, like with Infinity War and Endgame, even Endgame alone, I think I saw, wait, no, Infinity War, I saw like three or four times in the theaters. And then Endgame, I went to go see like two or three times. Those are movies that stuck with me that even if I'd already seen them, I had to watch them again. I was like, I have to see because I want to see what I didn't miss. And I feel like far too often as of late, the MCU has not left that sting. Like other than Shang-Chi where I was like, that was really new and enjoyable. And other than No Way Home, because, you know, No Way Home brought the nostalgia, but still had such a way of, like, adding the serious Peter Parker. We finally get Spider-Man. We finally get, like John Watts said, this was, this trilogy was a story arc for Peter to become his own Spider-Man. We finally get that, and that's what I love so much about, um, about No Way Home, but I feel like as of recent, like, some of them, like, even Eternals, like, it just felt like, man, two hours and 45 minutes, you could have done so much with this, and you just y'all copped out for visuals like it just isn't like visuals could have looked astounding but but storylines very like out there and it just felt like some of the scenes were you know and so i mean yeah eternals is for another time but you know all in all there was that that did happen you know thor love and thunder did come out and as i said before there's nothing wrong if you enjoyed the film i tell people just because i have an opinion on the film doesn't mean you couldn't have enjoyed it you're free to like what you like 
it, it just feels like Phase 4 they put out as a we're going to put out these movies to keep making billions of dollars while we figure mm -hmm. out what we're going mm -hmm. to go and start mm -hmm. doing. And mm -hmm. I think that's going to leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths initially. Yeah. But once we get into the the multiverse saga, which I think we'll, we'll start with Quantumania, once we start getting mm -hmm. into that, we really start getting Kang and all that. I, I think it'll kind of pass <laughs> over and go back mm -hmm. to what we were with um, mm -hmm. the Infinity Saga. But right now, it's just kind of like, stop. And it's crazy. Like, I agreed to that because, like, even, like, I thought with, like, Loki and the introduction of Kang that we would see him more in this Phase 4. And then Kevin Feige comes out at Comic-Con like, yo, we're scrapping Phase 4 after Wakanda forever. Now we're introducing Phases 5 and 6. Because originally, Phase 4 was going to have Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Quantumania in it. Now, those don't exist in Phase 4 at all. So now it seems like there is a direction Marvel's going in which I can get behind. But it felt like this was, we got a lot of money. People will watch anything we put out. Let's put it out there. And then when they got fan backlash, they're like, oh, man, we we overestimated ourselves and our presence. And now yeah. we have, you know, people coming at us for making that those mistakes. But um, I agree. Yeah, with crazy that. stuff, man. Crazy stuff. They announced a whole bunch of movies. Y'all want to get into what they announced? Oh, dude, they announced so much, man. And like. <clears throat> they even announced Blade. We finally have a release date for Blade, man. Yes. Which, yeah. like, if if we if there is some way to add a Wesley Snipes cameo, I'm not saying that it needs to be done or or well, now that we have the multiverse, they need to do that. No, I'm not gonna force Marvel to bring in people that they probably can't, if they don't want to. But I think that'd be super cool, man, to see like, you know, um, how they go about this movie. Like, is it are they gonna? Is this going to be just, like, playing from scratch? And if it is, now sitting through the first two Blade films, are we going to get this same, like, somewhat dark, like, uh, this dark theme? Like, I felt like the Blade films have used a tint in both films. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, when we're, you know, like, even for flashback scenes, it's like, we're going to put a blue tint over this to let you know that this was the past. And then we're going to bring color in. I just want to know. Uh, they don't have to play the, the music. <laughs> we don't need the, no. the techno beats for every fight scene. We don't need yeah. that. But uh, I'm excited to see what Marvel does with, with Blade. That's one of the things that I'm like. 100%. You know, 100%. Um, yeah, that, you know, growing up, I wasn't a huge Blade Blade guy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just kind of recently, I've started diving into mm -hmm. I watched Spawn with, you know, for the podcast, the, uh, the Cinnamon podcast a while back. Wasn't a huge fan of it, but it is technically Marvel. Um, so. I think if they they have the foundation for Blade, and as long as they just do it justice, the movie will be fine. But if they yeah. go and try to do something too kid friendly with it being a part of a Disney property now, it's going to ruin um, it. You, you it, have it, to stay true to what Blade is. Blade isn't a Blade isn't a PG character. That's the thing that bothers me. You can't water down. You can't. For example, people are like, "Oh, we want Jonathan Bernthal back as the Punisher." It's like, yeah, great, but if we don't get the Netflix Punisher version of John right. Bernthal, then there's no need to bring him back. Because if we can't see this Punisher kill anybody, then there's no need to bring him... And the thing that bothers me is, like, are we just going to ignore what Wanda's been doing in the MCU? Like, are we right. going to ignore that she's slaughtering people for no reason, and there's nothing... Or, you know, kind of like we ignored what Ronan did in Endgame. It's like, it's fine if you were killing countless people because of who you lost. That's the past. We found Thanos' location. You know, like, it's crazy to me because it's like... It, it is scary because it's like I don't want the Disney Blade. I want Blade. Like if you're going to give me Blade, make it R-rated. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Show, like, tell kids they can't see this one. <laughs> like, just say it. Like, you can't go to the theater to watch this film. You know? And th so. there's a few things that kind of point to it to where I think that they will give us that Dark Blade because they are adding those rated R titles to Disney Plus. They are getting yes. some, mm -hmm. they are getting some, you know, kickback for it, but they mm -hmm. are adding it to Disney Plus. And, and so mm -hmm. I think they, you know, they understand like, yes, we are a Disney company, but we did dive into something that doesn't necessarily fall under these guidelines. So watch uh, yeah. it or don't watch it. I, and then they even added the rating system with Disney. If like now you can uh, choose up to what rating and titles are in your feed. Um, right. Because I'm going to, I got to share it with my brother. And my brother the other day was like, hey, my bro, I'm trying to watch this. And it's not letting me. And I was like, hold on. Had to go into my account, make sure his rating was up to like TV mature. And then was like, okay, yeah. you're good to go. Like, watch your stuff. So I feel like Marvel is, is realizing that. Um, I just, here's the thing. When I criticize the MCU, it's because I've been a fan for years. I'm not doing it because I'm some kind of a-hole who just started recently watching the movies and I want to act like I know everything. That's not the truth. It's because I sat through the MCU before the MCU was even a thing. You know what I mean? I've seen all these films prior to the MCU. They're not new to me. And so it's like I want to see the MCU succeed. I want to see them succeed. But I think when if you don't call out these companies when they're messing up, they allow that to be the norm. Right. Oh, like, it's okay if people didn't really like Thor, Love, and Thunder. It made millions, so obviously the people will still watch it. And it's like, no, had they not got their backlash, Kevin Feige probably would have never canceled Phase 4 as soon as he did. They needed that backlash. It's important. I think criticism is healthy, and you can't just ignore the criticism. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, Blade was one of them, and I'm just, I'm hoping, like, even, like, they've said Deadpool's going to keep its R rating, so it's like, if they can give us that, then I'm sure that this film will be, um... I mean, glorious. I just, I just want to see it do good. It, yeah. It's hard to see the main actor as, as Blade because I saw him as Cottonmouth in the Luke Cage series. But you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> now that that's not like supposedly it's not canon anymore, but kind of is canon because Charlie Cox is. It's, 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 it's a hard story to, you know. But I'm gonna ignore it because I saw other characters in, the Netflix series that appeared in the Marvel films, and I was like, okay. That's I'll another like, thing. Uh, the Daredevil series, eighteen. That was another thing that was announced. 18 episodes yeah. uh what is that late next year yeah stay true to what daredevil is he's a badass you can't oh, just give us a pg daredevil so man i i was talking to my brother because he just recently went back and saw um the second and third season of daredevil on netflix and he's like my bro like i shouldn't have given up after season one it's so good and i'm like yeah it yeah. takes time to build but when it gets there you get like phenomenal writing and my brother's like well it's kind of crazy because this was like the first marvel thing that actually like it touched on how his religion played such a big part in the decisions that he's that he made um uh, the decisions that he made while 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 he does this you get what i'm saying so i thought that was i thought that was pretty cool um uh and i hope that we see more of it in this new disney netflix version i hope we get like a Sorry, I had to get a sip of something. My throat was messed up, but um, <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping that we get a good um, a good series. And as you said, I hope they stick with it. I hope Vincent D'Onofrio is able to embody the kingpin that we saw in the in the in the Netflix series, not so much the one we saw in Hawkeye. I want to see the Vincent D'Onofrio that had like temper tantrums in the Netflix series because that's what scared me. I mean, first season he's bashing a dude's head in with the car door. It's like I want <laughs> I want that kingpin. So, 
I'm definitely hyped for that. Um, There's like five shows that they announced, man. Yeah, I think I think the only one that I wasn't psyched for was Agatha Harkness. <laughs> that you weren't excited for? Yeah, I'm not excited for Agatha, bro. I, I don't think that she needed a spinoff. It looks like Secret Invasions. Yeah. It's going to be a show. Yeah. Oh, Echo is going to be a show. Yes, Daredevil's going to be in that one as well. Uh, Loki, Iron Season Heart. Season 2. I'm excited for Iron Heart. Uh, Iron Heart? Yeah, she's Daredevil already introduced to me. Yeah, the Agatha Harkness is probably the one I'm least excited for because it was fun to see her in this film. I don't know if I'm going to want... In the WandaVision series, I don't know if I want... Uh, plus, every time I look at... Catherine Hahn, I think that's her name. Catherine Hahn. Every time I look at her, I think of Stay Golden Pony Boy from Step Brothers. Like that was that was Derek's wife. So every time I see her, I'm like, I just think of like the the her in every scene. Like, I'm just like, it, it's hard to like pass her off as anything other than that. Um, but uh, yeah, Echo's gonna have Daredevil in it. Uh, and so is uh, She-Hulk, the She-Hulk yeah. series that's dropping later. It's it's I'm- it's gonna have. I'm going to wait for that to finish up and see what people's reactions are because so far that looks like they were like, we're finishing phase four. Let's just put one final piece of shit out there. And You know, I'm not, I don't even disagree. I've said it since I saw the first trailer. I was like, this looked fun, but it looks ridiculous. And the more I see trailers, I'm just like, like when she's dogging on, like, I don't want to be a superhero. Superheroes are this and she's completely trashing what superheroes are. And I'm like, I don't. Why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Like, why are you defaming... Which was a gripe that people had with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the way they defamed Captain America so much. And I was like, well, you're, you're ruining the sacrifices these guys made in Endgame. Stop doing that. Like, I want to enjoy this. I, I like... I love Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan. I loved, you know, I enjoyed the series, but I'm like, I don't think that the writing has to crap on previous right. heroes unless they did something completely wrong. You get what I'm saying? In that case, I get it. But... That's what I felt with, like, with like She-Hulk. Um, and I feel like Disney threw in the Daredevil thing because they're like, people don't want to watch it, but if we add Daredevil at the end of the trailer, we'll get them to sit through it. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I think I know Disney's plan. It's probably going to be the last minute of the final episode in a post credit scene. And then then it's like, no, the, the actress came out and she said that he's in it for, like, a, a, a good part of the time. But I'm like, again, I don't know. Disney's really see- trying right now to... to, to save themselves from the stuff you, that they the monstrosity is cgi yeah. in that uh in that series um so yeah so I'm, she hopes the last thing i did see the wakanda forever trailer though and to me i really enjoyed it like i enjoyed the trailer so much because it it feels like they had their time with this movie no part of it felt like the cgi didn't feel wonky or weird to yep. me it, through this whole trailer it felt like an experience i sat there and i was like really moved i was like wow this this looks like it can save phase four besides no way home and shang chi this could be the movie that like really ends phase four on a good note um and then like we get like we got like we got namer in the trailer we have Ironheart in the trailer you know what i mean we have a black panther that we do not see in the trailer but i think to me that was enough i don't yeah. want to see another trailer for this one. Uh, I, that's I, the way i felt i, I felt say, like that that's good thing. enough yeah. That's good enough. We don't need anything else. It's in November. People can wait. We don't need another trailer. That was fine. I will stick with that and be like, I don't want to know anything else. I want to go in there like, who's taking the place of Black Panther in this series? Who's it going to be? This and that. And people are starting the theories. I don't care for your theories. I don't want to hear your theories. I just want to enjoy this when it comes out. Um, and again, it feels almost like a standalone in a way, too. That they're not trying to make yeah. it 
multiverse, 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 multiverse. But it's like Marvel said, okay, hush puppies, we got a saga coming out. And, the, you know, we got the Secret Wars coming out, which is, explains why the symbiote was left behind in No Way Home. So I'm excited because of the Secret Wars that could introduce the black-suited Spider-Man, which it's like, bring it. Um, I'm a little scared that Secret Wars and the Kang Dynasty are in the same year. That's something that scares me. And then in 2024, there's like four or five Marvel films. That's another thing that scares me because even hearing about how so far the uh, what's it called have been overworked, the the CGI. The, the CGI department has been overworked, it scares me. Because I'm like, if you don't give these people their time, it's kind of like, that's what I had. Like in, in the con, although this was released, the black another Black Adam trailer was released and so was a Shazam trailer. And what I talked to my brother about uh, the other day was... The Black Adam trailer, there's a scene where Hawkman goes at him and he stops him. But none of that, I felt immersed in the trailer. I was like, it didn't feel off. It felt like the actor was actually suited up, jumping yeah. at him. There's another scene where he's holding Dr. Fate, and there's other four or five other Dr. Fates are fighting. It felt like they took their time. And the thing is, that's what I want Marvel to go back to. You're yeah. not racing against anybody. You're not. You don't have to put out five or six movies to keep us entertained. We started the MCU with just one film. 2008 Iron Man and that kind of stuff held people off like it wasn't like we needed something don't get too big-headed and think you're gonna lose your fan base and that's why I think with artists that make music sometimes they lose their fan base because they're trying to put out an album every year it's like no man if you got it I listen to artists that make me wait four years for an album but at least when I get the album I'm like this is gonna be on repeat for the next four years it's just that good and so I feel like if Marvel sticks with that plan this next phase of the multiverse saga like, if they just take their time, it can be really good. It can be really good. And, and, and hey, as like I said, I want to see Marvel succeed. I'm not against it. But, I mean, I'm allowed to not like some of the stuff that I saw this year and still be excited for what's to come. I'm allowed to have gripes. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, uh, it, it, me, and, me and my fiancé, we're allowed to gripe about each other and be like, well, I don't like that you've been doing this. I've known her long enough to be like, hey, I can say this. I love you, but this is going on. And same with her. Well, I don't like when you do that. You're allowed to criticize me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and that's the way I feel about this. Super excited. There was so much that was announced this past um, this past con. I was uh, having a full-on seizure just every time something else dropped. I'm like, let me get hyped for a little while longer, and then another one would come. I'm like, I can't control my emotions. So I'm... I'm excited. It's a good day to be a fanboy. That's it's, it's, For sure. it's always like every every year. I'm just so. And, and I feel so. like I feel like DC is kind of getting to that level. You know, we we all kind of had issues with their initial start, uh, and I feel like they're starting to get to that level where Marvel was in the uh, early 2010s. You know, yes, yes. And you know yes. they're they're taking their time. They're building stories. They're yes. telling the stories. They're not just like they learned that it wasn't a competition. Character. Yeah. Yeah. And, they learned that it wasn't a competition. And if if DC can get the ball rolling the way Marvel had it in the early 2010s, where, like, I'm, there's going to be I'm, so much content, but I'm all for it. I'm just hyped that Affleck is returning again for Aquaman 2. They're like, so they're not done with this Batman, even though he was like, no, Flash is my last film. It's like, no, Aquaman 2 is now. And then I just heard that they pulled back Batgirl from releasing. And I think yeah. the reason being is because I think they're going to keep Affleck in this universe. And they're like, now we got to rewrite you know, because I heard recently that the new president of Warner and, and uh, um, Discovery wants uh, them to stick with one plan, them to stop freaking 
uh, like random movies and who's still Batman, who's still Superman, who's still this. I think he's more like, look, Zack Snyder had already started as Superman. You already have your Batman, your Wonder Woman. They've all met. Everybody's there. Aquaman, keep it going. Can't say the same for Ezra Miller. I don't know where that's going. Um, <laughs> we know we know there's a recast coming for that. But um, as far as everybody else goes, I'd love to see. Like, man, I'd love to see Henry Cavill come back as Superman. Like, I just. I want, again, I want DC to do well, I want Marvel to do well, and it seems like DC has been, like, uh, learning to take their time, and, and I uh, appreciate that. What yeah. One thing, like, DC can, they can do separate Batmans. They can have, yeah. the like, the DCEU with Ben Affleck and still run the Robert Pattinson. Pattinson the on the side, still have and, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker on the side. There's nothing wrong with that. People no, are not. going to watch it. They're yeah. going to watch it. That's the thing. Like, I don't know why you're so scared to be like, oh, now we got to cancel this CW series because we're introducing Batman in the in the movies. Like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. We're okay. Like, just like that. The so far, I think one of their biggest rated TV shows is the new uh, Superman and Lois, and it's like we can have a Superman on the CW and still have a Superman in the DCEU. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Fans are going to sit down and watch it. They're going to enjoy it. Stop overthinking yourself. Yeah, like, you just gotta like, have it set. You gotta let them know, like, this is the DCEU, and this is just kind of our DC stuff on the side. Exactly. And and uh, gosh, there was a lot, Franco. That you, there was a lot at released at Comic Con this year. There was um, yeah, just and even then, I I hope the people that listen to this podcast, you're listening to what is being said because this is accurate. This is what needs to be said about these franchises. Like, I, I'm not I'm not a hater. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not a hater. But I, I cannot sit here and glorify bad CGI. I can't. You make millions. There's like, uh, and, and, I, and I stand for the ones working in the department that are being overworked. I get it. I know what it's like to work a job that doesn't let you see the light of day. I don't agree with that. It's ridiculous. Disney, ease up or I'm going to pull up and uh, beat you up for these CGI creators. I'm going to take over Marvel and um, it's going to be a Manny production. Uh, a Wrestling Kingdom production for every Marvel film from now on. Yeah, that's the that's gonna be. We're gonna <laughs> the fight list. Just every employee that's being rude at Disney is on the fight list right now. Someone's overworking their CGI department. Wait, you want to talk about any more news, or you want to get into it? Um, it's it's up to you. Do you have anything else that you want to say? Uh, anything else that you want to bring up? If not, let's let's jump in. Let's do it. All right, it's uh your top six sinister list pick. Yes, yes, it is. And that is uh, the top six uh, costumes in the MCU, right? I said in the MCU or just as a whole. I, did you? Okay, you first of all, did you, okay, I did say MCU. Okay, um, one of my picks is an MCU, but it just happened that I was like, damn it, and I meant to message you, but it's only one pick. All the other ones are MCU related. Fucking up, man. Fucking um, up. Yeah. No, okay. So, <laughs> okay. Do you want you want me to go first on my list, or you want to uh, go like we did last time, one each, and then. Yeah, one each. I guess we can go like clockwise. So you and then Craig, I'll go last. Okay, cool. Okay, so, back. all right. So my number six pick is it's not in the MCU, but the more I look at Blade's outfit, man, the more I fall in love with it. I I just think it's so well done for the time that it was. These movies were made. It's yeah. just it's not overdone. It's not. It's very accurate to Blade, and it just fits for the screen too. Like it just fits in the world that he's in. He looks badass in it. Even Blade's haircut for this second film, bro. The tattoos on the back. I'm like, bro, Wesley Snipes, you are killing it, bro. You are killing it. Um, uh, it. It's phenomenal, man, and I can't overlook it. That is, 
my number six, which is gonna go to Blade. It's gonna go to Wesley Snipes' Blade in the fir- in the first two films. We haven't gone over the third one. That's that one's really foggy in my memory to even know. But so far, I I just love that suit so much. Um, it it had to make my list. It had to. So good. I can't hate on it. So yeah. Uh, my number six, uh, you see it for a short period of time, but I, I am a huge Iron Man guy, uh, Starboost. It's the white and kind of gray suit that they use. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you played the Marvel's Avengers video game. Um, they use I- that suit in it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's just white and gray, and it's got huge jetpacks on the back. I think it's a badass suit for Iron Man. It, it is. I've seen the Marvel Legends figures that have him in that suit. Yeah. I'm like, I need to pick him up off the shelf right now immediately. That was really good. That was a really good pick. I was actually gonna bring up the blade costume later on, but yeah, blade really looks good. Um, his whole design. Yeah, so uh, good. My number six is Mysterio from Far From Home. Mm. Uh, I like the way it looked. I whenever the pop came out, I went right away and bought that pop. <laughs> you were there with me when I found the Marvel Legend. Yeah, yeah. We were at a Walmart. Oh my! Oh, dude, that is such a good pick. That costume. Oh my gosh. That is sick, dude. I, I, I agree just, with that. That is a lovely costume. I love the costume. I just hate how they use the character. I hate yeah, how it's all visual effects for him and not actual. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a gripe I have too. Uh, um. With, with yeah yeah, but I still love Jake Gyllenhaal, so it's like oh yeah, <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. As long as I get to hear that crisp, lovely voice, how like okay, I will sit here and watch the CGI. <laughs> version of you do everything but as long as i can hear your voice in, in the costume that's a good pick franco that, that honestly hit me because i didn't even think of like villains i'm so stupid i wasn't thinking of villains <laughs> it, it um, was, if, if, it, if i had a longer list it probably would have been my seven yeah 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 yeah, yeah. if i had a long yeah um my, my number five suit uh is uh because uh, this is kind of hard because i was like I, I had to push one out of the way but the I call it the Silver Centurion suit, even though it's not Silver Centurion. In Iron Man 2, the suitcase suit, I remember seeing that scene in theaters and just, like, dying. It was so cool. The suitcase armor, the way it forms, the way it has this nice layer of silver and red. It just, I remember, like, that popped out, and I was like, bro, I want to buy a suitcase now. Don't need one, but I wish my suitcase could do that. I, I honestly love that outfit. It looked crisp. I have an action figure of him. I'm staring at him right now. Uh, it's it's um, it's a it's a beauty that you probably can't find it anymore. But that when that figure came out, I pulled him off the shelf. I'm like, you're coming home. And, and, and with that, it's it. it's not just the suit. It's it's the entire way that they, you know, kind of showed the suit be utilized yes. and how yep. how it was put on. Very cinematic and and yeah, mm-hmm. great suit. Whole theme and everything. It's just like well shot scene. When Iron Man's gonna confront Whiplash at a, I think a NASCAR race, yeah, and it's just the F one, yeah, yeah, F one. There you go, Formula One. Uh, just I didn't know Formula One when I was a kid. <laughs> so yeah. Now I do F one. That was F one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Formula One. Um, but oh man, that's such a good suit. That's that's my number five pick. I mean, yeah, yeah. five. Uh, number five for me is gonna be Hella from Ragnarok. Oh, wow. Um, you know, she has yeah. the kind of the, the black shadow around the eyes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when that stuff comes out she can kind of you know make the the spikes come out and everything i just think she was a bad badass character for yeah. for a solo film so, yeah so I, agree, I agree with that because i really loved what they did with her hair in that film too 
Like whenever she would like, even without the helmet, like her hair was like looking fire. I was like, damn. Yeah. I want my hair to be that long so I could I could form it like that. And then like the the the, the eyeshadow under the eyes yeah. really worked well for the character too. I thought I thought Hella was um. Yeah, that is a really good costume too. Even the way the color stuck out in every scene yeah. as well, kind of glimmered off of it. That was really cool. That's a, that's a really good choice. Uh, my number five is um, Killmonger. Uh, not necessarily the suit, but like anything he wore. Honestly, he had like a vest at one point and it looked nice yes. without yeah. the, the entire suit. And is that where he has the army pants on too? Yeah, yeah. talking about yeah, yeah and, yeah, and then the that African mask. I think yeah, he has the the mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a. I actually have the Marvel Legend of that, and it's oh, it's one of my favorites, man. That is such a good suit. That's that's honestly a, a good choice, man. You, man, you're out here picking. This man's out here like I was looking at the villains too. You know what I mean? I've been yeah. looking. I have been looking. The villains always catch my eye. Fighting with the with the with the MCU villains. I rock with that, dude. And Michael B. Jordan's a phenomenal actor. I love him. Oh yeah. 100%. I love Michael B. Jordan, so it's like, uh, hell yeah, uh, especially in that suit. I'm like, bro, you can take everything from this museum. You're cool. Just give me an autograph. Yeah. <laughs> you can take it back. I don't, I don't care for it. I don't get paid enough to protect it. You can take it. Just just let me take a picture. You look badass right now. Um, <laughs> but so that was your number. That's your five, right? That was five. Yeah, number five. five. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a four. Four, four is coming in hot. Four, I had to knock out because it was two suits that were in the running, and then. One hit my mind, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot! I really love this suit." But um, like Moon Knight was originally my four because I loved the suit that Moon Knight wore uh, before the CGI. I love the suit itself; it looks amazing. But the one that knocked out of the park was I was thinking, and even though it was just a small glimmer of the suit in the MCU, Spider-Man's latest suit at the end of No Way Home was just like to me made it into the top of uh, into four into the four spot because I think that. It just looked. It was. It was homage to Andrew and Toby's, and it was just finally Peter Parker being Peter Parker, yeah. finally doing this on his own, and it just looked really good. It had like the, um, I want to say, is it the, is it the, like kind of like a mix between Alex Ross's design and, um, is it Ditko, the other, um, the other, the other artist for that? I think Steve Ditko is the, um, the other, the other artist that did like similar artwork. But I just, I loved it. I, I honestly did. Even though it was a short, I, I can't wait to see it more utilized and see it like up front, but uh, definitely had to make my list. That's that's my number four right there. I loved it. Yeah, no. Uh, didn't it also kind of have that like powder blue that's used in the original Spider-Man for Toby? Yeah, it did. That... Yes, it did. Yeah, that, that's what I love. Like the Even the spiders on his chest and the back piece resembled both Toby and Andrews. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, I love this. I love this. Uh, so my number four, the suits are very similar. Um, Killmonger and Black Panther. Um, mm -hmm. You kind of went with Killmonger's whole attire. I'm just going to say the suits. Uh, I think the the necklace and everything kind of the nanotech oh, kind of coming from the so necklace. Good. I just think it's a badass. Like the way yeah. the way they thought about that and put it on film is you know it, it's ridiculous how they did it, and I think it all stems from. The Iron Man suitcase, you know, they were they were, they kind of took that idea and put it into the necklace. And, that's true, Nano uh, nanotech and stuff like that. Yeah. That first time you saw it happen, you were just like, "That's that's legit. That's cool." So that's my number that four. Beautiful. That is honestly a good suit too, especially the fact that it's all in a necklace. Yeah. Like the easiest thing to carry on you. That's 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 dope. Which 
I guess that's the Black Panther movie, not Civil War, because Civil War, he just had the suit. I'll be honest with you, though. I was going to say that. Like, the Civil War suit, though, was also badass. And the fact that, like, uh, I heard, like, Marvel went all in on that suit because they weren't sure they were going to get the rights to Spider-Man in time. So they made sure that that suit looked phenomenal because they were like, we got to have something for the people if we can't get Spider-Man. So, yeah, the Black Panther suit, though, the, the... that that was your, the choice in the Black Panther film. It's 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 great. I love it. Uh, my number four. Um, I don't know if I cheated. I two people. Uh, in the Hawkeye series, Hawkeye gets new attire with uh, his sidekick Kate Bishop. Their whole attire yeah. together looks yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. The purple, his purple. Like yeah. he finally had color, and I think it's the one of the, it's the comic comics. Book accurate. Yeah. yeah. And then, yes, uh, it is. Kate Bishop's uh, purple. It's more girly and it's like just pops more. So I like both yeah. of them. Yeah, actually, that's that, that's a good choice. Kate Bishop and Hawkeye actually did love their uh, suits at the end of uh, and they were made by the the Larpers, right? They're the ones that made yeah, their suits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really cool. It, there's actually a scene when when he goes to Larp, somebody's dressed in the old like comic accurate suit of Hawkeye. Yeah, it's yeah, like homage. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like in the background, but you see it. Um, that's that's a good choice, man. Um, it's crazy, like that. That suits were added because, um, in I, you know, now that it's further MCU, now we got the Disney Plus stuff too. But um, no, hell yeah, bro, that's a good choice. I can't wait to the. I got that Marvel Legend on pre-order, the Hawkeye one. So, I'm psyched for that bad boy drops. That was your four. Yeah. yeah. Four. My number three goes to um. Uh, the Ant. In Ant, no, I'm just kidding. In Ant Man, no, uh, <laughs> the one playing the drums. I really like the way that Ant dressed. No, uh, my number three goes to Captain America's suit in Avengers Endgame. Uh, I thought it was so cool that they finally added like that scaly stuff, like on his suit that we see in like the old Captain America like comic books. We got this in the form of a suit now, and I just thought it looked completely badass, especially when he's wearing it. And I don't know if it's because Chris Evans is in it or it's because the suit looks good, but all I know is they were both popping. Chris Evans is a good-looking man. Yeah. And he was just owning that suit. So I, that's my number three right there, Captain America and Endgame. Um, it's a beauty. I love that suit so much. Uh, my number three uh, Disney Plus series, I'm going to go with Moon Knight. Um, I, I've, I've liked that character. You know, I... I didn't dive into much comics, but I, whenever I found out who Moon Knight was, when they kind of were talking about releasing a series about it, I fell in love with that costume. I think it's uh, the way that they're exploring all of these different regions and backgrounds and ethnicities. I think it's very good for not just the product, but for people to feel included. Um, and so the, the oh, kind representation. Of yeah. yeah. Rep- okay. You know, not it's just. I don't want to say representation because I feel like that's like I feel like when people use that they're trying to say like you you need to include me. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. But I get what you're saying. I actually like your version of it better yeah. than the word than that term. Like that that homage, I would say, is yes. a better like homage to the different types of ethnicities that are out there yeah. is more important to me. Because yes, you're right. Representation does sound like it's like no, we're forcing this. Like yeah. look at we acknowledge y'all. Give us a cookie. You know what I mean? So homage, I, I agree on that. Like that's a that's a better way of stating it, and, and I rock with that version. Just uh, the them exploring that you know kind of Egyptian side of things and that 
that character and everything. It was just, I think it all encompasses it in that, in that suit, not necessarily mm-hmm. the suit one. I didn't like the suit one, but the, the kind of mummy wrapped suit, I think is. Yeah. 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 Was, so I think it's, uh, he's a uh, Mark Spector when he's, um, in the suit, when he's in a suit and then he's Steven Grant when he's in the, like the Mr. Moon Knight. The, yeah. The nice suit, but the, the, the wrapped one. And then the way it like forms itself on his body. I thought that was so cool, man. I just I love that design. Um, if I had Hot Toys money, I'd definitely have that baby oh, on pre-order. Oh, because that, sure, that thing sure. like <laughs> that thing looks amazing. I, just to see like a hold a version of it in my hand. That's why I like action figures. It's like I gotta hold this 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 suit in my hand. So that's yeah. that's a really good choice. I actually like, have uh, this one right here. That's the um, it's a Hot Toys version of. Um, what is that? Iron Man three of um, Rhodey. That is sick. So, it so was, that was the uh, Iron Iron Patriot then, right? Or no? Or is it, the, or is it Rhodey? The previous I, one was the black one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, because I'm 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 seeing it from a distance. That's why I'm like, when you said Iron Man three, I automatically thought of Iron Patriot. Because oh man, because because two is when he had the giant machine gun, and then three is yeah when yeah yeah added like the. The Patriots logo to it. Yes, that is. Oh my gosh, that thing is it's, beautiful. It's massive, dude. Like that's. It's a forearm. Oh man, yeah, man. Uh, Hot Toys are beautiful figures. Shout out to Hot Toys, sponsor us, please. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to that's a shout out to Hot One, please. Like if you want a Hot Toys, um, you want to sponsor this podcast, we ain't complain. I'll show all all your toys. Um, that's yeah. That's a that's a beautiful figure, man. Um, and Moon Knight is a perfect choice too. That's yeah. definitely need to be in the list. Sorry, Oscar Isaac, I love you, um, but I had to push you out of my list. <laughs> uh, I mean, my, there's there's a lot in the MCU, so yeah, there is. That's true. Yeah. My number three is um, Sam Wilson as Captain America. Uh, when he had the wings for Falcon bro. and, and it, the bro. white. It, it looks amazing. It, it looks so good too, man. It looks like so like like it fits him so right. You know what I mean? It fits the Anthony Mackie, Sam Wilson, Captain America. That's the way I felt when I saw him in that suit. Especially when he breaks in through the window to fight Batroc. Because uh, that's where he first pierced. I also love George Pierre. That's my favorite UFC fighter. But what's it called? Um, I'm like, yo, kick his ass. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yes, yes. That suit is phenomenal. And the entrance to it was so. Oh my gosh, dude! That yeah. I was also thinking of that suit right now as we're like saying our stuff. I'm like, man, I can't believe I left that out of the list. That's a good choice, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for the next Captain America movie. I think in what 20? Yeah, New World Order. No. Yeah. Oh. NWO. Ooh. NWO. <laughs> NWO. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of because he was in a um, uh, he was in Eight Mile as yeah. as a uh, as, as 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 Papa Doc, yeah. and then. In the song for Eight Mile, he says, "As we move towards a new world order, this tri-, you know, like so." I'm like, "Lose yourself." Has that, and I'm like, "Full circle. Life is going full circle for Anthony Mackie right now." If the MCU doesn't get rights for that song, they missed a shot. They missed their chance. You know what? I'm calling this right now because we brought it up on this podcast. Kevin Feige and the people working on the new Captain America film. If y'all missed the chance to show a badass trailer with that line. And lose yourself in the background, you are tripping hardcore. Dude, that, if the that, Minions movie can take an Eminem song and use it, 
Y'all can use yeah. it. I mean, Eminem was in. Uh, he had two songs in what Venom, both Venoms. Yes, yeah. and then even in the new Shazam, in the the new Shazam trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's Eminem yeah. as well. So the man even had a comic, dude, with the MCU where he like he, is in a Punisher comic. So he loves he loves Marvel. He uh, I'm his saying, favorite one Spider Man. Not I'm only saying, not only were his songs in Venom, I think he wrote the song for Venom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Venom, Venom is yeah. That's this. It's it's off the um, Kamikaze album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, which was yeah. oh gosh, I can get into the, the that was such a refresher from Revival. Kamikaze was amazing. Okay, so I'm gonna start kissing his ass right now. Sorry, but um, yes, that needs to be in the trailer, man. New World Order, especially in that suit. I don't I don't even see them want to like even tink like do anything with this suit just keep it the way we saw it in the series because you know marvel has this thing where it's like oh well, they already saw him in one episode in it so now let's give him a yeah no it's i want to see that suit again yeah i want to see that in the in the what's it called in the mcu i want to see it in new world order that's a good choice what was that your number three uh number, yeah, that's yeah, number, number three. three okay so now we're on to number two mm-hmm. okay because i'm an idiot my number two suit is going to be captain america again but it's going to be captain america's suit in uh captain america the winter soldier um for some reason i love the uh the like the uh, i forgot Dark what they called the shield suit i think it was uh, called the yeah. shield it was called yeah the shield suit i just man i love that suit for some reason man it doesn't even do too much like as well but like i just thought it was like phenomenal when he was in the suit i was like that boy living his best life the it just it looked great i remember i picked up a marvel legends figure from for that movie and i was just like it like every time i pick it up i'm like i'm glad i own you and then i'm like i hope marvel does a re-release because they really need to change some of the stuff on this figure um but yeah dude it's 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 phenomenal that that suit to me that that hits my number that's my number two yeah no that's a good suit um my number two is gonna be we talked about it just a little while ago thor from infinity war um the short hair kind of all black no yes. no cape um yes. but dude he just looks it's not just the costume but it's the entire it's the entire thor aesthetic it's the short hair the eye patch mm-hmm. the it's all just it's there and it's it's legit like, i agree it's that's a phenomenal suit i really love that suit yeah it, I, I, my I, list. it's it's yeah. top tier it's just it's so good that suit's really good, and I and I was seeing today that like some of the artwork for Thor: Love and Thunder was going to continue with that suit, um, like pay homage to Odin and the suit from Infinity War, uh, an in-game, but they 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 scrapped it. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, we'd have to have the badass Thor for this movie, so maybe it was a good thing that he scrapped it because we don't want to tarnish the suit with you know dumb blonde Thor. Maybe, maybe we get him back. You know, if he thinks that Jane's dead, maybe we get it back and yeah, bring it back. Petition to bring back cool, 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 Thor. cool suited Thor. <laughs> yeah, we want we want the cool Thor back. We want the Thor that we got in Ragnarok and Infinity War in game. And you know, we can Taika, bro. Come on, man. We don't want the not a joke. Yeah, not a joke, Taika. It's not a joke. <laughs> uh, my number two. Went back to a villain. Uh, in the original Spider-Man, or even I think the original Spider-Man was good, but I think the the No Way Home uh, looked better. The Green Goblin. Ooh. 
Willem Dafoe was Green Goblin. Um, that was a beautiful. I love that suit, dude. I've always loved that suit so much since I was a kid, and uh, seeing him back with it and everything, and just seeing him back and everything, it was awesome. Green Goblin. Yeah. I hope with the with the more fun version releasing in September, they show us what happened to it between the time that Peter leaves the bridge to the time that they meet up again. Because the suit's all like broken in certain spots, and I'm like, what did you do? What were you What were you fighting, Norman? What were you doing while while you weren't looking for Spider Man? Like we get, we see him break the mask, but I'm like, what happened to the rest of the suit? Like how did that happen? Oh right, but, right, because he comes in yeah. with the goggles, right? Yes, because in the second yeah. time we see him, like the first time we see him, he's in the full suit. The second time we see him, he has the goggles, the okay. stuff's broken on it and stuff like that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! How did how did you how did you break your suit? What were you doing? Like you know, <laughs> fighting Just give yourself? us a five-minute scene of Willem Dafoe going crazy, absolutely yeah. shit crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. That's all I need. That's all you need to sell. Just throw it in the trailer. And I'll go buy my tickets right now. I'm waiting oh, for them to drop. I'm taking a while. Huh? I want a Funko Pop of it. Oh man, yeah. So do I. I thought you were saying I'm going to go Bible Man on that. I'm like, wait, he made your list as an MCU. Bible Man. Um, <laughs> 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 um, so that was your number two. Your number two was Green Goblin. Yeah. That's a good choice, man. Damn, bro. You bringing the hits today, dude? I'm I'm kind of jealous. I'm mad at myself because I'm like, I got everything. But I had there's so many that I was just like, I remember this one and this one and this one and I like this toy and this toy. Um, but um, my number one pick now. Uh, this is look. This is just my opinion. Right before I say this, I'm gonna use a different accent just in case people get mad at me. Make it feel proper. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'll make it a little proper. You can be mad. Don't be mad at the American. Be mad at the Englishman. That's me. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man suit from Part Two. That that that's my number one. And the reason that I could say it's MCU now is because he uses it again. And now they're somewhat canon, the universes. So it is officially MCU. So and technically, Blade again. was allowed for, for your six pick. Uh huh. So technically, if it's canon, Blade was allowed for your six pick. Well, that's the thing. Like, if the multiverse is there, Blade is, you know, it has to be. Yeah. These universes must exist. Um, so, yes, so the, the suit is, it's used again in No Way Home, but they use CGI on it. Uh, but when you see it in, like, uh, the, I remember seeing it for the first time on screen in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And just being like, I love this costume. Like, yeah. the eyes to me scream Spider-Man. Like, the webbing scream Spider-Man. It felt very comic accurate for Spider-Man. Um, and I just loved it. Not that I hated the Maguire seats. I loved them. But I think for some reason, when they enlarged the eyes, for some reason, I loved it even more. I was like, I vibe with that because there's so many instances, especially the McFarlane run of Spider-Man comics. We get yeah. the larger eyes. You know what I mean? And so to see that come to life in the form of a suit um, uh, was, was phenomenal. I, I saw a clip from the movie where he's talking to Gwen and somebody said, Andrew Garfield never needed to show his face to portray his feelings in the Spider-Man suit. And, like, you see how, like, he utilizes his whole body when he's speaking and stuff. And you're just like, it sells the character, yeah. but you sell it so well. I, again, Andrew Garfield, to me, is a phenomenal actor, too. That's why the man's up there. Like, if you see anything outside of Spider-Man, just, just know you're going to get, you're gonna get yeah. some, like, yeah. really good acting. And that's why I F with Andrew Garfield wholeheartedly. But, yeah. That was my all-time number one. Uh, to the people listening, don't hate me. I just really love that suit, you know. And uh, all of our all of our picks have been phenomenal. So at the end of the day, you you want to come at us on, you know, you want to make it on my fight list. Feel free. Have time. All three of us. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, my number one, I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, Mark Seven suit, Avengers Iron Man suit from the original Avengers. Oh, uh, has the yes, triangle arc reactor. Let's keep it simple. Yes. It's a nice, yes. nice sleek suit. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the the first two were kind of bulky and the colors weren't right. This one I just feel like solidifies and and kind of embodies the original red and gold Iron Man suit as a yes. As a, and, and and even with that suit, we had gotten the suitcase scene in, in amazing in amazing in Iron Man two, right? Mm-hmm. And then when we see him in this suit, they utilize like how is the technology is advancing? Because remember, we didn't get Iron Man three till afterwards, where we get the nano tech, right? So in that movie, there's a scene where he jumps out the window, and he throws the the suit starts to bring itself to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And slowly, like, and I thought that scene was phenomenal. I was like, dude, this is so crazy. The Iron Man suit is just I feel like every movie the, has progressed. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's it's like it went from like what it was the wrist things, right? That that called yeah. it. In, yeah, in the, the bracelets yes. that attached and then Yeah, the you get it one, you yeah, get yeah. it all the way um like that's your choices are good as Iron what I'm saying, your Iron Man choices are great because like even like they've utilized the technology so well. Like even in in game, you know, as soon as he hits his chest a few times, like near the, the in just a shirt or like a yeah. you know like a, a like a like a zip up uh, uh, a sweater he gets the whole suit and i'm like oh my gosh like yeah. this is really freaking good so i love that i love the 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 iron man suit from avengers 2012 was so oh man now just thinking about this it's like oh it's been such a journey like yeah. to, to like to take out these key moments and reflect on them phenomenal your list was phenomenal and, and- just the the progression of the details that they put into, you know, they know that Iron Man, Tony Stark has time between each movie and he's always Mm -hmm. tinkering. And the fact that, you know, with Thor having different costumes, maybe, maybe not, but definitely Tony Stark, you have to have new costumes and stuff with him because he's always doing something. And I think the fact that they went from, you know, the whole stand where it's getting put on them to the wristbands to the individual pieces getting put on them, mm-hmm. and then the nanotech and the glasses, and then, then just yep. the, the part, the whole progression of Iron Man and Tony Stark was very well done. Phenomenal. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I said peace. Rest in peace, Tony Stark. We, your 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 <coughs> sacrifice doesn't go unnoticed. Even if Miss Marvel, the TV series, try to make it seem like Captain Marvel was the big hero in that. I I think Marvel pulls out. The, the 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 checkbook and they try to bring back one time for secret wars robert Downey Jr. yeah we just gotta we A gotta get strange universe. to use the dark hold again yeah <laughs> just bring back the dead let's make it happen make it happen marvel you know we're headed in that direction anyways let's just yeah. make it happen you know producing you are gonna start using magic and books a lot more so it's just just make it happen that was a phenomenal list, man. That was really good. That was a really good list. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, that was good. Um, my number one pick, I did sheets a little. Uh, my favorite hero is Captain America. Yeah, I'm going to go with a few different suits of his. Ooh, talk to us. Uh, fugitive uniform in Infinity War, the one where he has the beard. Like the nomad suit? Mm-hmm. And then Beautiful. I also like the, the nomad suit the before yeah. it's all fucked up. Yes. But I think the fugitive uniform, like it just looks good. It's been like 
he took off all the bells and whistles, took off the star. Yes, took off man, everything. Whole, and it was, that, it's like all it looks like black grayish. And it just looks good. Then his beard as well on top of it. Yes, and the hair. The hair, like, yeah. Stood the hair back too. and long. And I'm like, oh, you sexy beast. Yeah. Like I'm. Uh, and then uh, his Endgame uniform as well, the one that you said earlier, the one he wore when he's um, holding. I always forget. I don't know how to say it, the hammer's name with the hammer. Mjolnir. That there you go. But those uh, suits, honestly, all the Captain America suits have uh, looked good. Even the the nineteen forty six or whatever year. Like oh yeah, where he's good. going on the tour. And it's showing him like Punch Hitler and stuff. Yeah. 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 I like yeah, I like yeah. all of them. But that's yeah, man, the way. yeah. No, I agree no, with you. I agree. It, like he's had really great costumes. And that's the same way I feel with Iron Man. You know, like you. Yeah. Every every suit that he puts on is. I there's like, always yeah, something that's good, and the same thing with Captain America. Like, it his his suit design and the colors fit the fit not only the film but they fit the era. And they fit mm-hmm. the mood of what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's all just done very well. It's it's crazy because I feel like I'm all for multiple suits if the progression is there. Like if it tells a story in a way, and I feel like Captain America and Iron Man's suit progression has done that. Because yeah. you know that for every suit they're wearing, it's like, oh, when he was wearing that blue suit, it's when he was like, you know, kind of on the run from Shield, right? When he's fighting the Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah. And then he goes back to using his old suit by the end of the movie. You know, if you like, you're like, oh, remember when he didn't have the star or anything on there? Yes, dude, that's whenever they were like on the run because he chose not to give away his uh, identity for the Sokovia, uh, you know, Sokovia records. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. His hair was long, he had the beard. And then you look at Iron Man. Remember when he used like that suit in Iron Man 3 and it was nanotech? Yeah, dude, but what about the suit that he was using in Avengers when he jumped out the yeah. window? Like, and stuff like, this. like, you see that like there are key moments where these suits played a part and that's why they're so important it's a lot different when you're just like oh new movie means new suit you know what i'm saying right. it, it, when the, when the suit tells a story i i rock with it more because sometimes it's like man we only got that suit for a little while i wanted it for another movie you know what i mean but it was just like a like a stunt like well it's a new movie so we got to go a new suit you know what i'm saying uh, so like kind of like um what far from home the the black suit spider-man I was gonna say that. It just kind of throws it in there, and it's like, yeah, it's just like we gotta give them a new suit somehow, and they're like, oh, Spider Monkey, here's your new suit. Like, this is the suit we're gonna give you for this, for this film. Not that it didn't look cool, because even the figure itself, I had to grab that one off the shelves as soon as I saw it. But it just, it just felt forced. It felt like you know we're just doing that because it's a new movie, and there's like that progression matters. New action figures. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) gotta sell some stuff. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. New Funko Pops. When those No Way Home ones drop, whoo, boy, I'm ready to fight somebody just to get my hands on them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on Funko Pops. I got a few, but yeah, I mainly go for like the Marvel Legends and. Uh... I'm a Marvel Legends stand man. Like the same thing. Like I have my I have my Funko Pops, which I love, but I'm like also McFarlane. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm NECA. I'm Marvel Legends. I just uh, purchased my first Mezco figure. Uh, recently, it came in today, and uh, I was just like, I'm, I like, I love action figures. Being able to hold like it in my hands and be like, this is like a miniature, you know. Like I have the Stranger Things figures dresses the Ghostbusters, and I found those again the other day, and I was like, oh my gosh! And so I took them out, and I was like, these are so fun. And it was like, then I looked at the price they're running, and I'm like, oh, I can make money, but I'm not gonna sell you because I like that too much. Um, 
but yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big thing. So again, uh, I hope that we get like a second wave of No Way Home. I just pre-ordered the 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 three pack for Hasbro's the Marvel Legends of uh, Toby, Andrew, and and Tom. So I'm I'm excited for those because it's like I need that in my life. It's a yeah. plastic addiction. Like it's like it's a, a lot of money. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of it money. It is. <laughs> poor, that, was poor, our, uh, poor that was our top six sensor list. Yes. Uh, if y'all have y'all's list, y'all want to drop it down below, y'all can in the comments on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, next episode, we are reviewing Spider-Man, the OG with Tobey Maguire in 01. Uh, mm-hmm. It's my pick for the top six sinister list, and it's going to be Marvel music. Uh, top six songs that have played in a Marvel movie. Oh, my any gosh. Marvel, any Marvel movie, are, not are just you... any. You now, are we going scores, to, or are we going kind of soundtrack as well, kind of encapsulating all that? If it was in a Marvel movie, it counts. Okay. Whether okay. it played the, the trailer, not the trailer, the beginning, the end, even the trailer, fuck it. Okay. Dang, like that? Yeah. I just want to be the Blade themes in the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, man, we're already an hour into it, yeah. Yeah, we we, 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 we we had a lot this time. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, all the what, what we did have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, like usual, we'll play the trailer for the movie we are talking about today, and then uh, Mr. Fresh can give his synopsis for it. Ooh, yes, I shall. Yes, I shall. There's a world beyond the one we know, where the powers of darkness fear nothing but one man. Blade. We represent the ruling body of the Vampire Nation. They're offering you a truce. They want to meet with you. You're sure about this? They'll take us in deeper than we've ever been. Now, those he has sworn to kill need his help to fight a new breed of terror. They're no longer top of the food chain. Our forces are ready to fight, but we need a leader. Let me get this right. You want me to hunt them for you? So exciting. Five. Four, three, two, one. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Know who you are messing with! Blade 2. Trailer does not do that movie justice. (laughs) The fact that the trailers didn't do them justice too much. (laughs) One man lives in the shadows. It was always like so random the way they would say it as well. Have you ever heard the Pablo Francisco comedy skit? Yeah, about so he's like, like, like yeah, little tortilla like boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a friend that like 
Gosh, I think I was in middle school when he heard that, and he was like, have you ever heard of, like, the Little Tortilla Boy? And I was like, wait, what's that? And it's like, the friend's name was Francisco. <laughs> so he's the one telling us, there's this comedian named Pablo Francisco, and, like, he does this. And, like, then we all watched it, and we were, like, obsessed with it. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah the movie voice, though. It's like, so it was such a big thing back then <laughs> for yeah. every film. It's like, we're going to have this guy narrate what's going on, just so just so we make sure you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so that is Blade 2. Or Blade 2, for those of y'all who have been around since the beginning of this podcast, we've covered Blade 1. So now we're on Blade 2. We hope that you're following along with us. Um, we hope that you're enjoying these films as much as we are being able to go back and watch them, especially years later. Because I was like a young little spud when these movies were released and I would watch them but didn't understand them. I was like, that just looks cool. And now I'm older, I'm like, oh my gosh, Wesley Snipes is the man. Was He never deserved to be arrested. I don't like paying taxes either. So I agree, with, I agree with you. Texas suck. Um, so the synopsis for this film is, Blade forms an uneasy alliance with the Vampire Council in order to combat the Reapers who are feeding on vampires. So that is a little synopsis. I think that's right to the point because that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, that is a synopsis from Blade 2, for those of you who are following along. Um, there, is a, there is a cast for this film that I thought was like really fun. I thought the cast was, was some of the people that we saw in this film were really cool to like see and I was just like I didn't notice this as a kid and now that I'm older. So I mean you get Wesley Snipes returning as Blade, you know. But we get we get we get Chris Christopherson returning as Whistler, which is yeah. fun. We, Even though he died. We, yes. Well yeah. I know, but he's back. We we find out. In this one they were like, We gotta find a way to ride him back in. We got y'all. We don't show his death on screen. Smart idea. Just like they didn't show the death of Kingpin at the end of Hawkeye. It's because it's coming back. So that was a smart idea. Um, we get Ron Perlman in this film, right? And I was like, ooh, ooh Ron Perlman. Um, but the thing that excited me the most, the person that excited me the most that film was my man, Norman Reedus. Daryl Dixon is in this film. That was that was a character named Scud. Well, yeah. Josh, but his friends call him Scud. Very, like, Come very thousands nickname. Yes, I just I was like, ooh, and then he watches Powerpuff Girls all day. And I'm like, all right, Scud. You know that's that's a good cartoon. That's you have a taste, sir. You have taste in good cartoons. So that was the synopsis, and that was the cast of this lovely film called Blade, which is also, all about. You also have uh, Matt Schultz, Schultz as uh, Shupa. He was in a. Uh, I think he was in the first one, and he also was in uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yes, he's in the first film, the first Fast and Furious film, right? Yeah. Yeah, Vincent. Yes. And he was in uh, yes. Part Five as well. And then. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. <coughs> Donnie Yen is in Rogue One. Yes, he's Donnie, Donnie Yen. He's Ip Man, yeah. and he's in yeah. Rogue One. And then I, the eyeliner kind of works for the man in this film. I was like, I kind of dig it. Not gonna lie. Makeup don't look bad on you, Donnie Yen. You look like a badass. But yeah, I saw Donnie Yen, and I was like, no way, Donnie Yen's in this? That's crazy. Yeah, did a double take for sure. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't want to, like, sometimes I think it's one actor, and then it's not, or I'll think it's a certain actor, and then it's not that actor. Like, I get yeah. um, Ray Park, and I think it's, is it Trace Atkins? Uh, they're both, like, stunt men who oh. also do movies. But every time I see them in films, I'm like, wait, which one is this? Is it Ray Park, or is it, what's it called? But I just got to think of Darth Maul and Toad. I'm like, that's Ray Park. Um, Trace Atkins was the one that got his butt whooped in uh, 
think about Jason Statham and the Expendables. Um, but yeah, so we got the synopsis of the cast and what was uh, I'm blanking on the uh, the, the thing because I, I we give a rating and then favorite scenes. Yes. Okay. Do you want to give your rating first? Um. Sure. Um. <laughs> rate out of six Infinity Stones. Oh yes, yes we do. Uh. I can't remember where I gave Blade One. I can't either, man. But I feel like this one has more rewatchability than Blade One. <laughs> I'm gonna go off the top of my head. I'm gonna give it a four out of six Infinity Stones. I'm going to agree with you. I give it four Infinity Stones. I really enjoyed this movie, man. I I sat there and I was just like, this is this is enjoyable. I can see myself watching Blade Two again. Like I can see it watching it again. I hope they release a 4K version soon. Right now they only have the Blu-ray, but I I'm hoping that we get like a 4K, just like about the first one on 4K. I hope we get a 4K re-release of, of Blade Two because this is gotta add this bad boy to the collection. Uh. I didn't know we did six Infinity Stones. I was going to go kind of with the seven. So I think four falls in line with with, with it. So yeah. um, I think the the fight scenes were done very well. The CGI did not feel cheesy for its time. Um, there are a few nitpicks with the characters. Uh, but as far as Wesley Snipes and Blade and the story, I think it the movie does it justice. So. Man. The, the funny thing so, about this is that um, I have Blade one through three on uh, DVD. Whenever I first, whenever they came out, I got them because I watched this shit as a kid, and uh, so I wasn't worried about you know finding a place to watch it. And uh, I went up to yesterday, like I needed to watch it. And yesterday I sat down to watch it, put it on the disc, it didn't work. Ooh. So I was like, oh crap, podcast tomorrow. I might need to go find a DVD. I was like, let me see where it's streaming at. I was looking everywhere, and finally HBO Max had HBO it. HBO Max, yeah, oh, HBO man. Max came in clutch. That's funny because uh, the blade, the first blade, I remember watching it on Netflix, and then like a week later, it got taken down. It they did. Had all three, it did. And yep. it got taken down a week later. So I was like, okay, then obviously Netflix ain't gonna have it. So I was like looking for. I think I looked at Hulu, um, Hulu, Paramount, and other places, and then I finally went to HBO Max, the last one, and it had it. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So Clutch. so glad that HBO Max had it. Um, but uh, uh go ahead. but um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. We're doing the Netflix. We're doing the Netflix theme. But um, uh, next one's uh the favorite scenes. If you want to get into it, uh, a spoiler. If you haven't seen this movie that came out in two thousand, Switch. Yeah. Uh, Y'all go watch it on HBO Max. Yeah, it's it's on there right now. Go and watch it. Get away from the podcast. You can come listen to us talk about it when you're finished watching the movie. Uh, and you can get mad at us when we're no longer on the screen to see you live comment. So if you don't like whatever. Before we get to favorite scenes, uh, the first 20 minutes, you bring back uh, what was the name? Whistler? Yes. What did y'all think about that? How'd y'all feel about that? Um, to be honest with you, it, it's like. Uh, I know that we get him like dead in the first one, but I feel like uh, by the time we get him in this second one, it, it kind of like, I don't know if it, it if I felt like, man, I'm sad, or if I felt like, you know what, I'm kind of happy that Whistler's back because that was like his big father figure. But I feel like it was such a driving force in the first film that like to do that, it feels like a cop-out. But also I feel like 
he could have been a fan favorite in the first film. And the directors were like, damn, we killed him too soon. We should have written this to where his character lasted instead of killing him. So I think they could have been done purposely. Like they said, let's test Whistler. Let's have him be the driving force, but we won't show the death. You know, when he kills himself, you'll hear the gunshot go off, but we won't show what happened to him. You get what I'm saying? So then it's like when they built this second, this second story arc, we have him like, my best friend. I should have killed him when I had the chance. Now I'm on the hunt for him. And it's like, then he finds him super fast. I thought, I was like, oh, most of the movie's going to take place with him, like, looking. And he finds him within the first 20 minutes. He's like, yeah, come home with me. And then locks him up. Uh, but, I, I mean, I guess it was, to me, it was fun to see Whistler again. So I can't say that, like, having him in this film didn't, like, do stuff for it. Um, but how did, like, what were your thoughts? Did you not, like, did you not, like, was when, it, was it kind when of When I was moment? younger, I remember seeing him, I want to say in all three, because I remember uh, seeing a lot of him. And I, I was gonna bring that up in the first movie. I was like, "Oh, they killed him." Okay, so I guess he's only in the first one. But whatever <laughs> happened, I'm like, "Okay, so I was correct." I you weren't tripping. Your mind wasn't great. messing with you. Yeah. I, at first, I was like kind of pissed, but then I was like, after the movie progressed, I'm like, you know what? Like, at least this wasn't like the main thing. Like, we gotta find Whistler. Like, they just yeah. do it in the first twenty yeah. minutes. That's it. The next story. The whole film. Is this. Yeah. Whistler the film. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> It was alright. I mean, I want to see what they're going to do with uh, uh, whenever we review Blade Trinity. I want to see what's going to happen. Yeah, same here. Same here. Because in Blade Trinity, we get Jessica Bill and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And Triple H. And Triple H, yeah. Wow. Yes, you do. You get a lot of people for that. But I also hear, like, to this day that it's, it's, it's like, the least liked Blade film. Uh, again, I'm going into it fresh because I haven't seen it since I was a youngin'. So yeah. I get to form this opinion on my own. Uh, but, yeah... Yeah, I thought I thought it was okay. I thought Whistler coming back was okay. I, Did you uh, watch the first Blade, uh, Craig? Before watching this, movie? I I haven't seen it in a while, um, so I kind of went into Blade Two, kind of just off of what I knew from Blade One. Yeah. So I, I knew that the old the old dude was dead, and then kind of like going into this, I was like, oh okay, gets him back. Kind of like you Is guys, like thank thank God it wasn't like a main plot of the story. I feel like if Marvel had a hold of this movie today. They would use that yeah. first hour to get Whistler, and yeah. then they'd be like, oh, yeah. here's the plot. We're done. we got to make this two and a half hours. So the first hour, we're making it him finding Whistler. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm, so. glad, I'm glad it was short and sweet. Um, I didn't I didn't care for him on screen, though. I didn't. I, I think he was better in part one because he was a ma- he was a, one of the main characters. In this one, he felt yes, like more of a, exactly. just a side character. He is yeah. really just like a, a – you. I guess he speaks here and there. He's not like I, I want to say I liked Norman Reedus's character Scudmore than I did him Whistler. Like uh, I get into like just the funniest thing, the reactions to some of the stuff that happened in this movie that I was like, oh my gosh, I I really am invested. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah um, I wonder if the MCU is gonna add a Whistler for their Blade film or we're not gonna uh, or that, that- we might not even get a Whistler. That's another thing. I'm kind of curious where they kick it off um, because they've already. You know, Kevin Feige came out and said we don't need a Fantastic Four Origins, so he wants to kind of yeah. kick it off and give us something mm-hmm. new and fresh with them. So just like it was Spider-Man, see, yeah. Curious to see where they kick off Blade at. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm excited to see where they where they what they decide to do with that. Uh, uh, how they decide uh, to do Blade. I, I know he was introducing the Eternals, but still. They, they can make Wesley Snipes to be the, the Whistler. Whistler, right? We'll have Wesley Snipes be Whistler? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'll be done with it. Yeah. The the first movie, when we reviewed it, uh, one of our gripes, uh, Manny, was um, 
the origin story, the five second <laughs> origin story. This, oh, dude, dude. This twenty minute of uh, looking for Whistler, I felt was would have been better uh, for an origin story had they did that for the first one. But the thing is, they they mentions the origin story again in this movie when it starts off. Yeah. He tells the story a little bit. So I was like, even if, you know, Craig, you said, like, I didn't go back and watch part one, but even if you didn't, you get it again for the yeah. sequel. But like, hey, just to remind you, this is Blade. Remember how he was made again? Yeah, just <laughs> reminding you with a small little flashbacks, just in case my you forgot. Was, my mother was human. Yeah. I'm half vampire. Yeah. I have all my the strengths, weak. none of the weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I got it. Let's roll. Yeah. All right. Thank you for letting me know what you can do. Yeah. Right. Just naming all this stuff. Like, if the X-Men came out and he was like, <laughs> Like Cyclops, and then I, you know, my brother shoots lasers from his chest, and I do it from my eyes. Um, and just, like, gives, like, a little, like, okay, cool, thank you for telling me what you do. You could have just showed me. Like, they just all come out and say what they do before they... But, um, yeah, man, that's that's funny. Um, uh, you want to you wanna get into, like, our favorite scenes of the film? Uh, yeah, do y'all want to break down anything else? Any uh, oh. scenes that y'all thought? Um... Yeah, well, one thing I wanted to break down was I thought it was funny because there's a scene where uh, somebody gets stabbed and then they break off the the blade inside of his body and it's like sticking out like below his heart and you see it like sticking out. And I remember I looked at it and I was like, dude, that reminds me of Hellboy Golden Army. And I was like, wait, Ron Perlman's in this film. And then when the movie ended, it said directed by Guillermo del Toro. And I was like, what do you oh, know? <laughs> you, you, yeah. you son of a gun. You son of a gun. You reused. You reused storyline for Hellboy <laughs> the Golden Army. So I was like, oh, man. Cause, and I know this because I have the toy of Hellboy where he has that, what's it called? the That piece of the sword sticking out of his, of in the same area, too. So I was like, that's so funny. When the credits rolled and it said directed by Guillermo del Toro, I was like... Okay, so they didn't. This movie didn't copy. It's the same director. He's but like, uh, that was one thing that I wanted to point out. He's like, man, this worked in Blade too. Let's just throw it in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it worked in a sequel that I did before. So let me throw it in this sequel. Yeah, that's just it's funny. You go back and watch yeah. all of his other sequels, and it's like the same yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> something from every, yeah, and everything like. Just like yeah, I just do that. I just pay homage to my older films and the sequels would, to other. Hey, films that would be funny though to like have like a running joke throughout every single one of your films. And like, we go and watch every Guillermo del Toro film that's a sequel, specifically, and it has that scene yeah. where somebody, like, the knife, the, the sword is broken, he's like, you found it. After all these years, you are the only podcast that found it. <laughs> I want to make a fanboy podcast movie. Now I'm going to be paying like, attention to details like that. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I've yeah. seen this before, somewhere. Yeah, that really hit me, and then at the end, I was like, and I wonder if, if Guillermo del Toro grabbed inspiration from whoever directed this, and then at the end, it's like, directed by Guillermo del Toro. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you got it from yourself. <laughs> you didn't, it's not copy and pasting. You're just reusing what you've already made, so I can't blame you. But yeah, that's one thing that I wanted to point out. That, that just made me, like, kind of smile and laugh at the same time. Slick, slick. Uh, one thing, I, I don't know if it's a good or bad scene, but when Whisker flips the sunglasses to Blade, you kind of see him. He catches the sunglasses, and the whiskers hand goes like back and forth. Like they were like, "Hey, act like you're throwing the sunglasses," but he's already caught it because they're trying to. I think they did it backwards. Uh, I, see. I don't know, but it's like the way it was directed it, to caught it. Like, yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's." that's he's like, "I terrible. have Parkinson's, man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, main just actor shaking. Yeah. <laughs> We have so uh, favorite scenes. Uh, one of my yeah. favorite scenes was um, a wrestling fan. I'm excited for Triple H in the next Blade Trinity. 
But uh, they did a lot of wrestling moves in this movie. They did. Blade uh, did a yeah. suplex for no uh, fucking reason at all. <laughs> he did a suplex and then got up. Like, why Why did you do that? He got and up then, fast. He got up super fast, too. It's like suplex, and then he's standing up the next frame. Yeah, like he just, <laughs> like, just like that. Yeah. And then uh, whenever the, the ending scene, uh, when he's fighting, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nomad, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nomad, like, runs, jumps from, like, the other side of the room. Jumps to Blade and like elbow drops him. Like, dude, why'd y'all have so many wrestling moves in this movie? Y'all, were yeah. y'all, did y'all know Triple H was gonna sign on for Blade? Is that why? <laughs> That's actually how they got him to sign on. Ah. It's like, like, hey man, our film, homage. we incorporate a lot of wrestling moves. We think yeah. they'd be really good. You're a wrestler, so I think that you would get it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I always uh, look for movies like that. Like, uh, obviously, The Rock does a lot of wrestling moves. I remember in Fast Six or Seven, he rock bottoms uh, Jason Statham. I was like, oh, I popped in theater whenever that happened. You know, it's crazy because, like, I grew up, like, loving uh, – to me, I was more of, like, an Ultimate Fighter fan, and I loved the UFC. So, But I knew of wrestling because I had a bunch of friends that loved wrestling. So when I would go over with them, I'd watch it, you know what I mean, and enjoy it and stuff like that. Um, but I think, like, in The Expendables, when Randy Couture fights Stone Cold Steve Austin, I remember I died to that scene. I was like, I can go to heaven right now. I could, my life can end. That's all I need to see. I just needed to see a wrestler take on a UFC fighter, and I am A-OK. Like, that, that is a dream come true. It's what you, you only dream happens in your head, these two different combat sports, and to see, like, you know, Stone Cold and Randy Couture in the same scene fighting each other, I was just like, what? What the? What the? You know, I, I, I talked about that for weeks at school afterwards. And I was like, we get it. And I'm like, no, but you don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah, so, so yeah, they did do a lot of wrestling in this film, um, but man, it's just something about this film with the hand-to-hand combat that I love, man. I I, yeah. I feel like sometimes films nowadays they sometimes lack that, and I don't like. The reason I love Doctor Strange the first one is because it was hand-to-hand combat. Even in the sequel when he fights Mordo, it's hand-to-hand combat, and I feel like sometimes we don't get to see too much of that. Like we see like really superpowered people go at really superpowered villains, but it's like one punch throws them off or one yeah. kick. You know, it's them flying back and forth to see them actually enclosed, and like we see Blade in this film. It's just so freaking cool, man. Like I just, I just, I just think that like earlier when you know Craig said the CGI wasn't that bad for the time, and also I also think there's a proper time to use CGI. There's a right. proper time to use it, and back then CGI must have cost a lot of money, so you had to use it when it was proper. Like you know what to make this scene happen, and you see that in this film. The only time CGI is used is when it's necessary. Like you yeah. can't have Snipes jump out of a window and do a flip. So you're gonna have to CGI it, but it's okay when you do it because, at the time, you probably thought, "Whoa, that was crazy." You didn't notice it. Excuse me. You didn't notice it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so I thought that was so, like it's so cool being able to watch this film and see that, see the proper use of CGI versus what we get now, the overuse of CGI. You know what I'm saying? When it's not necessary, when it isn't needed. You know what I mean? You got movies now that's like we watch a whole film and it's like, "Yeah, did you know his cape wasn't real?" And I'm like, "Wait, what?" You know what I mean? Did you know that, like, like in some of the Thor films, that the 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 sleeves aren't there? It's CGI for the sleeves, and I'm like, what? You know what I mean? So, I think it's real cool to see like these older films, even this one, where I feel like CGI is used properly, and it's 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 a uh, you may notice it, but it's like at the time it fits, at the yeah. time it worked, at the time it was necessary. So I I definitely hats off to the. CGI department in this film for using this, utilizing CGI when it was necessary to utilize CGI. Was this a, a Fox mm-hmm. property 
as well. I think it. I think it is the Fox property, right? Or is it? Or is, or is it? it a, how does it start? It's not because I was gonna say the the CGI in this felt very X Men. Mm, yeah. Where it was it was subtle, but it it fit, and it wasn't overdone. It was just in moments that they needed it, and that's why I said this film felt so good with the CGI because compared to Spawn, which was three four years earlier, Spawn tried to do it way too much, and mm, yeah. in moments where they didn't need to do it, they tried to make Spawn feel way bigger than he was, uh, and in this. New line. Okay. Yes, new line. Yeah. You're so saying that's like, along the, the realm of, of what Fox was doing though around that time. Yeah, and to be honest with you, like even like to further expand, like when when they're examining that one vampire hybrid on the table, that was like so freaking cool. Like everything on that table was prosthetic. Yeah. It didn't look CGI. It was all prosthetic, and I thought that was so freaking cool because I have a thing like when like '80s films. One of the reasons I love them is because at the time, like prosthetics were a big deal because it's like this is all we have to work with. You get right. what I'm saying? Like CGI was just up and starting. You can only do so much with it, but then you had prosthetics, and I think it's so cool when you see that in later films that have decided to stick with uh, with prosthetics, and that's what this film did. And I thought. That was really freaking cool, man. I enjoyed that so much. 100%. <clears throat> I love it. Rekha, you went silent. You okay there, brother? Yeah. I was uh, <laughs> on Wikipedia for Blade Zone. Um, but, um, but yeah, just the, the hand-to-hand fight scenes, I think, were, you know, for for a movie, when, when we were, when you guys said we were going to do Blade 2, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and watch Blade 2. I was like, it's going to be kind of cheesy. I, I, you know, Blade Trinity, from what I remember, kind of gets trashed on. So I was like, Blade Two's just kind of kind of fall under that. And I was I was thoroughly surprised with how well the hand to hand combat was. The the angles that they used for the fights. It wasn't, you know, sometimes when you get into those fights, they they move the camera real fast so you don't catch all the action. And this one was kind of like, we're going to give you this angle. We're going to go to this angle. We're going to let you see the whole fight. And I think, you know, the, the angles and the cinematography and the production was done very well. Facts. Agreed. Could not agree more. The, the, um, but, but, but you said, uh, what happened on Wikipedia? Oh, I was just reading, uh, to oh. the Fox stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, And then you said it was New Line Cinema that made this one? Yeah, yeah New Line Cinema. Yeah. The budget yeah. was, uh, 54 million. It made, at the box office, 155 million. Wow, dude! So it made like a hundred times, like a hundred, hundred, hundred million more. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, for an R-rated film back in the day, for a comic book character, I mean, hundred billion back then—that's a good box office. Yeah. Yeah. The it's just uh, I mean, there's there's like uh, to me like with this film there was like so much to like, and that's why like I said it has replay value. Because it's just for the time for the time it was made, it just it's it's just enjoyable. There's to me like um like you know even sticking on favorite scenes like when he bombs all of uh all of them and he's like how many times do I have to remind you? Do you know who the fuck you're messing with? Like yeah. it's just like I love one-liners sometimes, man. It's like it's just so good. 
You yeah. know what I mean? And then what I love too is like after a lot of them bombed, uh, it shows them like kick one and you hear like the crunching and it like falling apart. And I was like, that's, it's just, I don't know, for some reason, like it's just, it's <laughs> necessary to me. It's, it's, it's fun. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And when he kicks them, you see, you know, it's just like, you know, after you have a fire where you kick the wood, mm -hmm. the, yeah. the flames kind of kick out and there's yeah, embers there's and stuff. Yeah. Embers. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it did that with the bodies. It was well thought out. It's not like, Oh, they just burned. They're already ash. And you, there's and no you fire can see left. them too. Like you can see them in certain poses too afterwards where they just became ash in, you know, the, the explosion. And I just like, wow. And, and I think a big reason, well, now that I'm thinking about it, this is Guillermo del Toro. And now that I'm thinking about like the whole scene where they're examining the teeth and all of that, like, it seems very Guillermo del Toro. Even though a lot of times it's easy to pass it off as Predator every time I see the mouth yeah. open. I always think of Predator. I'm like, that's Predator, that's Predator. But even for this film, I thought it was still really freaking cool. And I just like, oh, man. Um, To be honest with you, like, one of my favorite scenes is, like I was saying, like, I was so invested was when I found out that Scud was a bad guy. <laughs> my mouth dropped. I was like, what? No. Yeah. I was like, I'm way too invested. I'm waiting. He's like, two things you got to know. I've been watching you since the day we met. And two, it's not a dud. And yeah. then boom, he explodes. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Scud. I was that, so mad. I was like, like screw you. Wesley Snipes is that, that dude, man. He's yeah, that dude. Yeah, man. I that, was like, uh, actually, is like my least favorite scene. Like, what, I, the, I like the dud? I like, I like the whole uh, dud and everything, but like, I like the whole uh, him revealing himself as a bad guy, but mm -hmm. the dud, because like he clicks it, it doesn't go off. It's a dud. Clicks it again. It's like it's not a dud. Like you, you already clicked it. What do you mean it's not a dud? Well, it oh, could have been true. like a. Yeah. It could have been like an arm and then blow up. You know, a lot of. Uh, yeah. What if like? What if there were two buttons? Yeah. yeah this is Wesley Snipes you're talking about here, Franco. <laughs> he's using a garage door <laughs> opener. He got three <laughs> buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got be, He's using a key fob, man. Yeah. He got one to unlock the doors. One to lock the doors. <laughs> one to open the trunk. One to honk the horn. Come on, man. One of Rob Scud, yeah. Fucking Scud. He was eating Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> I was like, I remember when we had one of those here in Corpus. Not anymore. I, I, I was expecting a little more from Scud in this movie, kind of seeing him and The Walking Dead and, uh, yeah. you know, so on and so forth with the, the new stuff that he's doing, which he's killing it now. But yeah, in this yeah, no movie, I that. just did not like the... Yeah, man, I'm scud. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm out there. I didn't like it. Oh yeah, because he seem. I guess this is like because we see him now so much as like uh, Daryl, where he's always like, "I don't care. That's not my problem." You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, and then we see like this very hardened like Norman Reedus, but on this one, he's like, "Come on, man. You really trust Whistler? I don't trust him." And, like he just seemed like my name's Scud. I'm my, my name's Josh, but my friends call me Scud. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's a he's a cool guy. He's a he's a cool. You know what I mean? Thirty minutes to uh, thirty minutes to sunrise. That was the funny thing. He told him at one point, "Come on, thirty minutes till sunrise. Let's wrap it up." And then like, I don't know if it was in the same day that they find the lair. It's like this one tried to escape. He's going into the lair, and I was like, still, it was still like not sunrise yet. Cause doesn't sunrise happen at the end of the film, or is this like, is this all in the same night where they find the lair? They go no, down into the lair and everything. They, was it two like, separate? I think it's two days. Yeah. Okay, cool. I guess it's just because he has to deal with the vampires at night that it like yeah. threw me off. Because I'm like, wait, man, he said 30 minutes to sunrise. How the hell are y'all still? <laughs> like, yeah, that's the, the longest 30 minutes ever. They, they go to the club, and then he gets Whisker, or Whistler, and <laughs> he's like, you know, the sun's going to come up, and you're going to be dead or alive. Yeah, and yeah. That day happens, and I think that's when he's like, they meet the vampires, 
at night, and then they're like, the sun's coming up, and that's when they're gonna go fight the 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 bad the, bad guys. The yeah, Nomad and his crew. Right? Yeah, Nomad, Nomad. Yeah. So I think it's like three three nights, two days, something like that. Yeah. Okay. It's not thirty days a night. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking of thirty days a night. Whenever um, the girl like uh, chars up at the end, I was thinking of, like Josh Harnett at the end of that when. He's in front of the sun. He's like, ah, and it just starts to burn into a crisp. And I was like, yep, vampires in the sun, man. They don't mix well. <laughs> Somebody give that girl some sunscreen. That's why there couldn't be vampires in Texas. There couldn't be. There couldn't be, man. Because even when it's, like, nighttime, it still feels like the sun's out. Yeah. Like, so not. it's like there couldn't be, like, I'm sorry. Oh, At least God. we know we're, we're clear of that. But um, uh, so I was confused when Ron Perlman put his hand out in the sun, but he was still wearing, like, Clothing and, and gloves. Oh, yeah, and it was, was like, burning it. Yeah. I was like, does, it, does it go through or like you would think they'd like let's wear protective clothing just in case. Yeah. That but is no, true. he's just like, let me buy these dollar gloves from Dollar General and throw them on. But the question to me that like really like was crazy is like I feel like when they found out that like one thing that I kept questioning is like when they found out that the UV lights work so well, like yeah, they made the bombs, but like, what took them so long to like just continue using the UV lights? Right, like that was right. the thing. I was like, come on, man. I get that. Like you're scared if it touches you, but you're using this on the villain, and it seems to be working faster than the bullets and the knives and everything else. Um, and they still shot them with bullets. Even yeah, they, they and they even lights. said even he kept saying like, save your ammo. It doesn't work on them. They're like, nah, it's okay. I like to just shoot things, so I'm yeah. going to continue shooting. Um, I think the, the one of the cool scenes, too, was when Assad and Nisa first meet Blade. I thought that was cool. Like, um, the, the suits were pretty cool. The suits kind of reminded me of the Court of Owls from uh, Batman, but yes. I still like I still thought that was really freaking cool. And it does have that, uh, like, uh, Guillermo del Toro twist on them because I, I saw, like, similar suits in Hellboy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like... Um, I thought those suits were freaking badass. And the mm -hmm. eyes were prosthetics. They're not CGI. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just, like, wow. It just it adds another layer when they're actually real and they're just messing with them offset to open them and close them. Facts. I agree. That's just... Guillermo is the man. Thank you for using prosthetics, Guillermo. It means, or should I say Guillermo? I don't know. However you want to pronounce I will pronounce it. All right? Because I'm very thankful for this film. Yeah, yeah, so that the, was like uh, the least favorite scenes are plot holes, or if y'all would have ended it, done it, anything better. Um, mm. did I not like the scene? Yeah, I didn't have much grabs with it. Um, I, I don't think I hated it. I, I feel like the movie was fairly, fairly well written, where there wasn't any plot holes. Like it's like they they kind of took their time and. And made sure that it wasn't like, oh well, this guy was actually. They already knew he was bad, but he's still with them. I, I thought it was done very well, that there wasn't. Yeah. Those. I, I would say Whistler, like coming back to life or never not dying, but I mean that's not like a major crime or anything. It's just he fucked us, he tricked us. Uh, well, around, there, bro. there is one. You know the, so when Blade drops the grenade. In the, in the in the sewers and all the things pop up and he, he slices them all. It's because they were going to get hit by the light in the water. But yet, whenever he drops the big bomb and it goes through the tunnels, <coughs> Nisa and 
uh, Ron Perlman are able to disappear and yet they only get a burn on their face, wouldn't the light still hit them in the water and make them burst into flames and ashes? That's true. With, with that much power, wouldn't it technically get them regardless of if they were in the water or not? Man, yeah, it would have. But I, you know, we have to keep our, I guess we have to keep our series favorites. Yeah. Um, even though I wanted Ron Perlman to die as soon as we met him. Uh, not that I hate Ron Perlman, I just hated that he was such an ass. Like, yeah. I guess we all have one question. Does he blush? But then he used that against him whenever at the end. He's like, my father taught me two things. And he says one thing, and then right before he says the other. And the second thing, does he blush? And then he killed him. I'm like, yes, yes, screw you, that was a good, Ron Perlman. Yeah, it's a just, good uh, satisfying payoff. Mm, yeah, it was one of those, like, I wanted it to happen, and it happened. Yeah. And so another thing that I really enjoyed, too, was the fact that the reason I don't have grabs is because I was so glad that we saw Blade fight Nomad and nothing ever interfered. I thought at right. some point the girl was going to save him or uh, at some point. And I see that done in a lot of movies sometimes, but sometimes it takes away from, like, the hero getting the one up because I'm like he had to have help. That's not fair. You know, like you tag teamed. We're not tag teaming here. So I'm so glad that we saw the whole fight with Nomad and Blade up until the end. I just thought even that scene was so cool. Like them fighting and stuff like that. They were they were kicking each other's ass. I was just there like, damn man, y'all need to take a break. Get drink some Gatorade. We just so come down definitely, for a bit. definitely a good scene. Yeah, really cool man. I I like Nomad. I, man, I'd love to see like figures of these of the blade films made like i wish that was like a thing i'd love to see it happen because some of these i was just like man like i need like a statue or something like maybe a statue of nomad and blade fighting that'd be so freaking cool but um but yeah man i had no gripes and i don't think i would have ended the film any differently uh do a movie moment pop yeah that really would that would be freaking awesome um maybe maybe someday maybe someday they'll get the rights to New Line Cinema uh, stuff, and we'll get a Blade Funko Pop. But until then, we have to patiently wait and sit with what we have out there right now. So, don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. Uh, next up is taglines. Um, the tagline for this movie was, the last time he fought against his sworn enemies, this time he'll fight with them. It's a solid tagline for the movie. Uh, that is a- true. Yeah, do you have any... Uh, there's a whole bunch of taglines, actually, but I don't wrote that one down. But, I would uh, say... Go ahead. I was say, if you have any taglines. My thing was just, like, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Because it was, like, a reoccurring... It was a reoccurring theme inside this movie. Like, yeah, they said it multiple times. times. Yeah. I, I don't have one. Uh, back from the Dead. Um, no tag. Okay, well, yeah. Um, majority. I'm not leaving. I just got to answer something really fast. So. You- okay. Yeah, because I I wasn't 100 sure um what taglines were, and then so I'll just kind of agree with yours with just uh, you know, he was fighting him, fighting his enemies before, and now he's fighting with them, even though technically. Yeah, I mean, he, he fought with them, but 
you still ended up killing them all. Yeah, those are a few more taglines that they had that they put on posters and all that. But I think that was like the main one on the DVD cover. Hmm, that's the one you got to go with then. You just yeah. got to keep that tagline because it's a DVD cover worthy. What kind of DVD do you have? Is it one like the cardboard with the little clip at the end that you click and then you open up, or is it? No, that was the the first one. This one was just the regular okay. DVD. I'm it's dope, a, a two disc one. Nice, nice, beautiful. I uh, I feel like I'm that way like. Um, I have, like, <laughs> freaking, uh, you ever buy, like, movies in abundance? Like, you have them DVD, then you're like, I gotta get them Blu-ray, and then you gotta get them 4K, and you're just kind of there. Like, for me, it's been like that for, uh, like, I already had the Terminator 2, and then I wanted it in 4K, so I have the Terminator in 4K, and then they released the Stillbook 4K, and I was like, I already have it in 4K, but I need the Stillbook now just because it looks cool. So that's I just wait for Johnny. Yeah. I wait for Johnny to get that itch, and then I take his leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always been DVD. I never switched over to Blu-ray. I have like a few Blu-ray, and yeah. then like they made steel books. I never switched over to that. They made 4K. I've never switched over to that. Yeah. I have like a few favorites. Few like Scott Pilgrim. I have the steel oh, book yeah. for that one for the DVD Blu-ray. Oh, dude! And then uh, that is sick. The first Saw movie they released a 4K uh, steel book cover. I got nice. that, but I don't have like I think Fast and Furious. The first Fast and Furious. I have that steel book as well. Nice. I need a. Um... Oh, that looks nice. What is that? What, I, don't, what? I don't even think this was a U.S. release. I'm not sure. but Yeah, that's crazy. There's a site called Zavi that usually has, like, the international yeah. Yeah. releases. But those could be, like, super costly whenever you go up there to... I got like, this on if, eBay for 6 bucks. That's a still. Yeah. That's a freaking still. I wanted the... I wanted Shrek... The 4K book and it's like I can't find it really anywhere. And then the one that I did find that was like unopened, the book was bent, oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, part of me wants it's a to total... be like, yeah. yeah. It's I was a like, maybe. Me. I'm like, I can't do it. Even if the slip covers off of it, bro, I won't buy it. I'm sorry, but slip covers are part of the movie. Uh, I I I I think I saw somebody on TikTok. <laughs> take the slip cover and like crush it up and it felt like when i see people crush up their funko pop boxes that's the way it felt to me and i was like why are you doing this is torture and i had to keep scrolling i was like you almost got to follow but you're doing that to your slip covers and i can't i can't rock with that they're very important um but yeah so i um we had no gripes right i think that's fair to say there were no gripes about this film i think it was well written um and fun i definitely want to see this again <coughs> Um, I thought the dialogue would be a bit more cheesy with it being 2002, mm -hmm. but I felt like it was it was fairly mellow for mm -hmm. the time that it was released. Yeah, that is true. Um, I just man, I, I just man, I really, I really enjoyed this film, man. That's why I'm like, I'm hoping like with part three, the continuation. Uh, one thing I always look for with like trilogies and stuff like that is how they progress with each film. Now, of course, Spider-Man one and two, and then. Regression for part three was a bit tragic, um, but I can't blame Sam Raimi all the way. <laughs> uh, I can't I can't blame uh, like Sam Raimi on that as a whole, but uh, so it's uh, like I'm excited to see because like I've enjoyed the first two so far. I'm hoping that uh, part three is you know up to par with what we've seen these first two films. I think our last episode of the season is reviewing part three, right? Oh wow! Is yeah, I think so. so wow, yeah. yes, because you said we start with Blade, we're closing with Blade. Yeah, we have a long way to go. Dang. Yeah, but uh, we gave I think four Infinity Stones all across. 
Yeah, we all get four Infinity Stones. Uh, don't make your grabs or anything. So uh, you want to get into the fight list, Manny? You know, guys, this is the um, one day we're going to have the daddy chill. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I need to figure out how to edit that because I wanted to say Manny. I tried to do it on TikTok and voiceover, but the, the presence of that, you know, voice is so loud that I can't. Manny chill. Because the daddy chills way. What the hell is even that? Um, uh, the fight list, uh, Craig, I don't know if, you, if you've seen an episode, but the fight list, Manny goes on IMDb, reads the comment sections of uh, someone who does not agree with his opinion, yeah. and he uh, wants to fight him, basically. Okay. okay. So yeah, and so for... <laughs> pretty much. So for a while, it's crazy, because like, I came across this one time where I was like, wait, like... Um, I didn't like the movie, so then I had to find somebody who did like the movie to fight with. <laughs> I was like, I gotta fight with that person, because you shouldn't have liked this film. And I think in the last one, we had somebody that was talking, like, hardcore... Like, I think it was the first Blade movie, wasn't it? Where somebody was like, this... Or was it X-Men? It was X-Men. Yeah, like, yeah somebody was just like... Somebody like, this like person that. had the audacity to talk about the CGI being bad, and I'm like, bro, do you know what era that was, man? Like, I'm... You definitely weren't born before the 2000s. That's all I said. I was like, there's no way you were born before the 2000s. Because like, I feel like... like if you don't like, like the CGI with this one, just go watch uh, the new ones, and then you can enjoy that storyline. Yeah, go. Go watch your new CGI. Go watch yeah. your years of advancement film over what they had at the beginning. That's like judging an 80s use of CGI. It's like, bro, you, you were talking about the 80s here? Like, cut them some slack. Um... So, yeah, so we're going to the see all user reviews, and I'm going to edit it now that this is so cool. Um, refine it, and then sort by review rating. Refine. Okay, okay and I'm going to hit the ones. So I'm going to the ones. One of the ones, we're going to see. Uh, it does have a really high seven count, man. So a lot of people gave it a seven. Its overall total is 6.7 out of 10, which is... To me, it's fair. Um, it's fair. That's really good. Um, uh, oh. Uh, uh, hey, you did it by uh, the date, right? Yeah, I did. Well, we know date too. How do I? How do I refine it to date? You. Uh, so I hit. Uh, uh, refine. <coughs> and then uh, sort by review date. Review date. Refine. Uh, okay. The first one yeah, from oh. 2018. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard to fight uh, with Mr. Frog here. Because yeah. <laughs> just says painful. Um, oh, no. Then it says warning spoilers. Oh, no. Okay, cool. Oh, no. That's Whoa. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, they, yeah. They, they took the time. So I think I'm going to fight this person because you took the time to... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was about to dog God. on you, Mr. Frog. Wait, I was wait about until to... the bottom of his review. Like, it's pretty much... Yeah. Okay. So, it says, warning spoiler. So, Mr. Frog was nice enough to, to warn y'all before reading his review. Um, Blade is back in this much gorier and CGI-er sequel. It's more of the same garbage, but with a pinch of dog excite uh, excrement added. Uh, CGI-er is not a word. Let's get that straight first. Okay, Mr. Frog, that was stupid. Uh, you could have said more CGI, but obviously he didn't learn to spell in school and didn't, use the pro didn't learn to use... 
proper grammar. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ease up on that CGI. Or you you thought you were going somewhere with that? I bet yeah. I bet this man goes to parties and creates words and thinks that they're gonna catch on. He's CGI like, what was it? Was it Gretchen winners? Like nobody says fetch Gretchen. It's not gonna catch on, right? Like that's what this guy does. This guy does that. Um. If the pansy vampires from the first weren't bad enough, we now have reapers, mutants who feed on bloodsuckers. And since this is HP Lovecraft, oh, my bad, Guillermo del Toro, it's made to be as disgusting as possible. At least he didn't include his fish fetish, which the reaper's <laughs> jaws breaking open, revealing a leech-looking uh, tongue. Okay, first of all, this is a Guillermo del Toro film, and you seem like you're upset because... It's gorier, and you don't like gorier. And then you said that the vampires from part one were pansy. So I think you're a Twilight fan. You'd rather have Edward Cullen without a shirt and sparkles. I'm not dogging on Twilight fans, but when you're talking shit about pretty proper vampires, which to me, the vampires I love the most are the Lost Boys, but but when we're talking about these vampires, which in the first two films seem pretty badass, even in this film, this man's upset, and I think he's upset, or women. I think Mr. Frog is upset because he wants that tongue down his throat, and they he can't he can't get it. He was like, I I, I they're like watching this movie like I'm somewhat attracted to this that mouth, you know, like hey ma, what that mouth do? And then it got to them. So when they finished the film, they're like, why was I turned on by this? I'm pissed off now and because I'm pissed off. I'm gonna talk trash about it. And so that's why Mr. Frog included the fish fetish. Yeah, try, like he because nobody nobody nobody's talking about the shape of water, but this man has the audacity to be like. You're mad at Guillermo del Toro, but then you watch The Shape of Water. You have to be a fan of Guillermo del Toro to sit through The Shape of Water. Because if by then you already don't like his work, I mean, what did you say? It's because you wanted to know if the fish had a penis. I get it. It's explained in the movie, though, which I'm pretty sure satisfied you, Mr. Frog, to find out. So it's okay. Uh, I don't think that he has... Okay, I mean, we do get... It was Abe is the name of the, uh, the aquatic uh, person in... Uh, in the Hellboy films, which was super cool, and played by Doug Jones, um, so I I don't think that's a fish fetish. I don't. I've never looked at it. Like, how can you? Are you gonna call Pixar? Like, are you gonna say Pixar has a fish fetish for like Finding Nemo and Finding Dory? Like, it doesn't just doesn't make any sense. Like, you're mad because there's fish and you're somewhat attracted to the mouth. Okay. Uh, the vampires seek out Blade to help them exterminate the Reapers. This time, Blade has a new marijuana-smoking sidekick, a resurrected Whistler, and the Blood Pack. TM, he trademarked that. To help him kill the new monsters in the goriest ways possible. I feel like you... Okay, first of all, he said gorier at one point, right? He said... Uh... As disgusting... It says gorier. Yeah, he's using gorier a lot. I don't like that. I don't like the word gorier. Uh, I don't. I don't like Mr. Frog. I, I hate you right now. Uh, the whole movie is like a nightmare, and not in a good classic horror movie way. It's hard to describe. But imagine if your uncle Larry decided to travel to hell, and when he came back, he wanted to show you his vacation movie. Everyone is a foul-mouthed sadist in this movie. Everything looks and feels disgusting. I don't, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get through these paragraphs and this, like, nobody made them sit through this film. Like, nobody, you know how, like, okay, this is coming from a Christian's perspective, so I'm going to dog on Christians. You know how sometimes Christians will make a big deal out of something that's shown in a movie, and they're like, we want that movie out of theaters, but it's like, nobody's forcing you to sit through the film. Just skip it. 
don't go watch it. You get what I'm saying? Like, don't go see it. Don't put it in your feed. Don't have anything to do with it. There's no need to gripe about a film that you yourself do not have to go see. You have the free will to go and pay for tickets. This is what I feel this person, Mr. Frog, is. Because they're getting mad at, like, this movie being disgusting. And they're, they're mad that it's, it's, it's disturbing and it's foul-mouthed. Like, you're watching a rated R movie. What did you want? Like rated g quality language you know what i mean like i'm pretty sure this is the type of the type of person that's there and watches a rated g movie and it says the word crap and they turn it off they're like nope nope not in my house did you just say shut up that is a bad word we don't use those words end of story um we're so lucky we even get to see our heroes dissect one of the reapers why because troy mcclure Sorry, Del Toro wants to shove disgusting things in your face. If you watch the behind-the-scenes feature, it's revealed that they used sex toys and fake semen to make the Reapers inyards. That should tell you something about the quality of the movie. There's also a strange scene at a vampire nightclub where a woman's uh, back is cut open and the spine is exposed. What's the point? Um, here's the thing. Uh, with the whole uh, sex toys and fake semen, the thing is, if it's being used to make, like, a prosthetic which again it's a prosthetic you're doing the best you can if it's being used for that i don't think there was any ill intention to use sex toys guillermo probably said like these work they look real they look it fits where i'm going with this so i just that's stupid i i just oh my the twist near the end where blade's new kid psychic is revealed to be a traitor is so stupid and illogical i almost laugh when i think about it earlier in the movie it's revealed that blade saved the stoner from two vampire girls yet Another excuse to add vulgarity. He planned it all along. Yeah, right. How does that even work? Plan a rip. Wait, wait. Plan a rip and intestines out of my body. Then Blade will show up and save me. He'll probably kill you too, and I'll quite possibly die myself. Plan B. Wait, there's no plan B. Who wrote this plan? David S. Goyer. The fight between Blade and the main Reaper, Nomac. Nomac. That was Nomad. Um, I could have been saying it wrong. Is it Nomad or Nomac? Nomad. Nomad, right? Okay. Yeah, Nomad. Nomad is like watching someone else play Mortal Kombat on PlayStation 2. I don't expect realistic physics in a comic book movie, but at times Blade looks like he's a big-headed rubber puppet bouncing on a string. When the movie finally ends, at a peep show, where else? The words on the tragic villain Nomad echoes through my mind. It, it hurts more. There's no beauty in Blade 2. There's no goodness or truth. I'm not sure. It deserves to be called a movie. It's a waste of time, money, and film. Like, it's predecessor. It's just meaningless garbage. Save your time and watch or read something better. Del Toro ripped off his own movie in Hellboy. I'm talking about the, se the sewer battle. <laughs> okay. Mr. Frog. Um, this is, this is to you. I, I hope you come across this podcast. Um, I just want to say we're allowed to have opinions. I think it's important for people to have opinions, but we're also allowed to be very wrong. And in this case, you are very wrong. I don't know anybody quite like you that sits through a film that they know is going to be disgusting. If you consider this disgusting, I, I, I need to go. I need to go see a therapist because I, 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 this is nowhere near the stuff I've seen growing up, like at all in any way, shape, or form. And and nobody forced you, Mr. Frog, to sit through this film. If you didn't enjoy the first one, why sit through a sequel? 
That just doesn't make any sense. I go watch movies and I'm like, that was sucky. If I hear they're making a sequel, it's like, I'm not going to waste my time or money. But Mr. Frog did. And you know the sad thing is Mr. Frog did this in 2018, which means you had the time to think about it. I mean, what, 2002 was when this movie was made? So you had, what, 16 years to sit on your decision to buy Blade 2? Like, and 2018 was also the time of streaming, so if you... I just, I just don't understand what you said. Don't waste time and money on it. It's it's on streaming services, and I'm pretty sure at the time it was on streaming services. You make my fight list because everything that you said was stupid. It seems like you were mad because this movie was too gory for you to watch. I mean, I, I don't... Franco and Craig, I don't know what to say right now. I'm just... I don't even know if, like... I, I don't even know if I can fight Mr. Frog because what if he starts bleeding and that's too much for him? Like, what if I just make him... Ble- what if I don't even fight Mr. Frog? I just kind of like, just the side of Buttle made him faint, and I'm like, yo, good, in the fight. That's the easiest fight list. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show up with a fake butthole, like a fake ass, and plant it on his window. But in the ass, it's going to have the tongue that the Reapers had in their mouths. And I'm just going to lick his window, like, all day and all night. Like, he's not going to be able to leave. I'm going to put it everywhere. I'm going to put it on the back of his car, so when he's reversing, he has to look at it while he's reversing. I'm going to put it on his, a rear-view mirror and his side-view mirrors. That way, it's also, always this, 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 this tongue-in-the-butt thing. So... So, I, I, this is Mr. Reaper. You're on the, Mr. Reaper. I'm sorry. Mr. Fro- Mr. Frog is officially on the fight list, and that just sucks that you gave yourself the name Frog because those are the name the, the, the Frog Brothers exist, and they don't, they don't deserve this disrespect um, at all whatsoever. Uh, I, I have some of a headache right now because that was like reading. Um, this, this person was really going for. Uh, uh, this, this person was really going for a novel, and uh, I strained my eyes reading that whole damn thing. I'm glad I gave you your second name, Mr. Frog, and uh, you seem like a person that's like no fun to be around. So I hate you. I hope you die, um, and I hope you never set your eyes on anything that is not rated G at all. And because of you, I'm going to go back and find a way to make every director put something disturbing in every film, no matter what like the smallest thing too, because this just sounds like a Christian Karen mad that there was a certain scene in a movie for children. So that's that's what this entire review was. Mr. Frog, your name is Mr. Karen. That's your new name. You're officially part of the fight list. I am out of breath just talking about you because you suck, and your family sucks because they gave birth to you. Your dad should have pulled out. He pissed you off so much that your uh, audio started fucking up. Yeah, that's what happened. That's exactly it. my my earphones were like, "Yo, please, dude, we don't give him the time of day." And I was like, "I have to. People need to know that Mr. Frog exists, and he's stupid as fuck." Mr. Frog, you're on the fight list. Fuck you and your entire existence. Uh, we have two more segments. I was gonna say let's not do them because we already uh, recovered Blade One, but since Craig's here, we can just uh, run through them. Fancast is uh, us recasting Blade. Uh, we did come up with a couple of people last time. Do you have any actors you would want be part the, would you want portraying Blade in the new Blade movie, or would you be fine uh, with um, how was your name uh, Ali Mahershala Ali? Yeah. I, I think he looks just like you know his kind of the hairstyle he had when he was on stage at San, San Diego Comic Con, the the stature, the face. I mean, he's. I think he's gonna knock it out of the park whenever he's he puts on those shades and and takes on the blade persona. And, and then, I, I initially, when I saw it, I was just like, 
that's that's the perfect casting for him. I didn't have anybody else in my head who I was sitting there thinking this should have been somebody else. That's I think they got they made the right hire. Agreed. Yeah, we agree Agreed. with that. I think uh honestly I said uh Michael B. Jordan would be cool to see as well. Yeah. Yeah, and uh I forgot the other person we said, but Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, um, we uh go ahead. No, I was gonna say like the other person that I had said was uh the uh the guy that came out in um was it was it I say gosh who was it oh the guy that uh, played uh, the newest Candyman right oh yeah Michael J White Spawn yeah. yeah yeah I said that at first and then I said the guy that played the newer Candyman um uh but he's already casted as Black Manta in the DC <laughs> universe so the, uh, he could so I don't know if you guys checked out our um, Spawn episode but. For me, Michael J. White was just very – I don't know if it was the way he was written or if that's just how he delivers his his words, but he felt just very monotone. Like there was no – like if he was sad, it was delivered the same way as if he was happy or mad. It was just very like – Yeah. Get these words. The same tone for every every yeah. every line. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen him – like since Spawn, I've seen him in, a, I think, Never Back Down 2 – yeah. Which uh, I saw a range of emotion, and then um, he came out on a few episodes of Arrow, so uh, that's right. where I saw even more. So that that's what kind of gave me the whole. And I think a lot of the thing that always gets me is the fact that he's already trained in martial arts. So it's like you're right. getting somebody that you really don't have to train. Um, yeah. You know, he's already built and stuff like that. Uh, I would just love to see him somewhere in, I guess, either the DC universe or the MCU at some point. Uh, just even if it's not even a huge role. I just I, I like Michael J. White, um, but I agree with the with the, the the notion of Spawn and how that was. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. John Leguizamo is still a still a favorite <laughs> from that. Like I just I love John Leguizamo in that film. Um, but yeah, that would be so. So yeah, so you're saying your fan cast would be just to keep who we currently have right now is hitting out of the park. Yeah, I I mean, <clears throat> I can't think of anybody else currently that hasn't been sort of a part of the MCU in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. I mean, you got Jamie Foxx, who's been uh, Electro. Electro, and Michael mm -hmm. B. Jordan's been Killmonger. Mm -hmm. uh, Wesley Snipes was already Blade. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover has been in Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming, as, yeah. Um, the uncle of Miles uh, Morales. I didn't even yeah. think about Donald Glover. Um, yeah. You know, then you start going into like Chris Rock. It's not worth it. Kevin Hart's too small. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Mackie's yeah. Captain America. Chris Tucker's yeah. out of it. Yeah. Um, Idris Elba has been. Uh, Bloodshot. And Heimdall. Heimdall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just not many that I would consider being. Blade at this point. I think Mahershala Ali was the, was the, the right choice. Was the yeah. right, yeah. Unless you picked a an up and come or like an unknown known like a not known uh yeah. that was probably the best choice for them to go. Even though again, like as soon as I saw the casting, I was like Cottonmouth <laughs> I was like Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. <laughs> so um uh that's the thing I was like cause it just because I'd remembered him from previous Marvel work. Yeah. Uh, I just what? I don't think Daniel Kaluuya his facial features I don't think they would fit it. Hmm. Um, and then there was oh there's one other guy that I can think of I just don't think their facial features fit it but I think his his does. 
Comics. Yeah, you know what? I agree with that. I think I need to see his uh, Comic Con appearance because I didn't. Does he have the hair? Did they? Did they his hair's. I mean, his hair's always kind of been like that faded. Yeah. So, sometimes I see him bald though, like or like like it's very short. So it's like I was wanting to see like, uh, I guess him with like I guess more hair, to to kind of match the, I guess the Wesley Snipes cut. But uh, I agree with you on that. I think it's I think it's fair casting. I think it's great. I'm excited. Um, to see it, and I think he's gonna knock the you know knock the role out of the park, depending on the writers. This hopefully it's not you know they don't screw him over. Uh, it's hard to see, kind of, but I mean you just throw some okay. shades on. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see it now. Yeah, I see yeah. it. Yeah, you th- definitely. You throw some okay. shades on that bad boy, and he's he's blade right off the bat. Yep. He's got that that jawline that just fits. It's important. It's like playing Batman. You have to have the <laughs> <Yeah>. chin. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the facial features really look like Wesley Snipes, and if there was really nothing wrong with Wesley Snipes as Blade, and I think his it just it's they almost look identical, kind of. So yeah, I agree. And the other uh, segments, um, MCU, MC No, you would you enjoy it being canon in the Marvel Cinematic <coughs> Universe? Um. I think there's I think there's a a a oh, I'm trying to think of a good word. I find solace in knowing that this is kind of a standalone at the at hmm. its time. Um, hmm. X-Men, Blade, uh, Spawn, just it's their own thing. They are a part of Marvel. They are Marvel characters, but Knowing that they aren't a part of an MCU means that this was their their storyline, their world. There's nothing else that we could throw in and be like, "Oh, Spider Man's going to come help Blade." Like, no, it's Blade is Blade. It's his universe. It's him and and vampires. Yeah. Oh, that is true. This is universe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I think the only way to make it like if it were to become canon was to make his Earth another Earth. You know what I mean? Right. Like kind of like yeah. the Spider-Mans and stuff. Because their universes or their Earths, like in his, vampires are very real. And there's a yeah. tint over everything outside. There's tint. He lives in yeah. a tint world where there's like, yeah. If you walk and outside then, in Blades World, there's a hue, a blue hue over you. If you add it to the MCU, then you start adding in Blade's going to hunt down Morbius. And you know what I mean? It just <laughs> And he's going to say it's Morgan time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With those uh, talks about having Morbius in this one, but they never... There's a deleted scene! Yeah, never came Yeah, back. Morbius is in the deleted scene, but, you know... It, uh, well, I stand corrected. Unfortunately, <laughs> never, yeah. It, you know, you know, never came uh, fruition, so As I mean, long as it's not Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's pretty much it. That's our episode. Yes. Next episode, we are reviewing Spider-Man. Beautiful. OG, Tom McGuire. Oh, Sam Raimi, you, you beautiful bastard. Uh, Sam Raimi, yes. The top six sinister list, I keep forgetting the name of it. Top six sinister list will be uh, songs in a Marvel, used in a Marvel movie, trailer, whatever. Uh, y'all want to start plugging y'all's uh, social medias and everything? Yeah, Craig, you want to go ahead and go first, man? We've enjoyed you on the podcast today, Thank you. So please, let them know. Yeah, I, I appreciate, appreciate y'all letting me so hop on. Um you know, so podcaster. Uh, it's not something I thought I'd ever do, um, but 
when it's something like movies and Marvel and DC, it it's you don't have to really think about it. It just kind of comes. Um, yeah. So it's it's simple. Um, my Twitter is uh, I don't know if you've ever heard me say it, but my Twitter is the Tony Stank twenty. So a little homage to Tony Civil Stank. War. Whenever uh, Stanley yeah, Stan delivered the, the package, package right? Yeah, That's so cool. Um, yeah. And my, uh, I occasionally stream games on Twitch, um, nice. which sometimes I stream the podcast on Mondays on it as well. It's the same thing, the Tony Stank 20. Um, and those are really the only two platforms that I use. So. Um. <laughs> You can find me at Mr. Frog three six one. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I wrote the review, guys. I need to leave, leave in one star reviews <laughs> on movies. I... <laughs> yeah, I just changed the date to make it seem like I made it that long ago. Um, he's, been, he's been playing chess with us. He did it in 2018. Yeah, I, I need content. Yeah, I knew that this would happen. I was like, you know, the population podcast is going on. Uh, pretty, we got to fight somebody soon, so I did this. Sorry, Franco. I knew, I knew this would happen. Um, y'all can find me. On Instagram at Fresh TV two one seven, I post a lot of the stuff that I'm buying, as far as action figures and stuff, and I'm enjoying using that account more because uh, I, I know I've been absent, guys. If you do follow me and forgive me, but Instagram did this really stupid thing where they were trying out this new layer that looked like TikTok, and it was just really dumb, and they did it to that page. So I was spending a lot of time on my other Instagram because I hated this. But the Kardashians, as much as I disliked them, spoke up and Instagram made changes. So, you know, when you got people with the most followers on there talking crap, they – and not only that, they started this suggested stuff where they were just throwing, like, all this stuff into my feed, and I'm like, come on, man. I want to see the people I follow, not this. So now I'm back on. I uh, hope to post a lot more about the stuff that I'm currently hunting down and stuff like that and just interacting more. Fresh TV, that's fresh with the PH as well. Um, you, you know, I – that gave me a really good idea. I should start doing that. You know, I, I have Instagram, but it's a lot of um, family and friends that I think would find my hobbies a little obsessive or weird. Uh, so if I were to add one where people actually want to go there to find that stuff, um, it would be under the same username. Um, I'll, I'll try to make that tonight, actually. So and start posting little tidbits of stuff that I find. Nice. And that's that's nice. a good idea. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's fun. And uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram, Wrestling Tacos. I post wrestling content-related stuff. We have our <laughs> podcast. It dropped this drop Sunday. So it dropped yesterday. We reviewed um, review. Turning Point 04 TNA. Y'all go listen to that. It's only on audio because uh, I fucked up and the video I deleted on accident and audio and um yeah uh if you're not on youtube go subscribe to our youtube channel emo Swap productions on youtube we have a video every single day of the week monday is sending we podcast live 7 or 9 p.m which i don't know this is a week's uh episode if you want to plug that craig uh this week's episode is a24 is marcel the shell with shoes on um We've been hearing really good stuff about it. Oh, uh, man. I'm going to go see it probably Saturday morning, Friday maybe. I, I really want to go see Bullet Train. 
Oh, so, I'm going to see that this weekend. <laughs> I, I, Bullet Train's on the top of my list. I have the uh, the AMC A list where you get three movies a week. So oh, you know. I I need to I need to think of that man because I got the Cinemark uh, uh, rewards. Um, are you not based in? Are you based? Well, uh, not I'm not Texas, right? No. Oklahoma okay, City. so you you probably have a really nice AMC. Uh, uh, yeah, right? we have one with the Dolby. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, our AMC here is not is not it's not. It's not, it's no, they don't take care of anything there. So it's like, it's not the place to get a membership, which sucks because I've seen people like, I have the AMC stubs and I'm like, man, I, I want that, but I can't get it because here it's not nice. Yeah, so um, I, I live next to the Warren. I don't know, um, the, the tornado that came through more. That Oh, man. I live in that area now, which mm. the houses were cheap, obviously. Uh, yeah. So, but I live next to the, the Warren, so I could go there, but... The Dolby, dude. I, if you haven't been to a Dolby theater, I highly recommend it. Highly, highly I recommend it. I'm, I'm a big fan of movies and experiencing. Like, watching films is a takeaway from everything shitty in life. It's yeah. like my moment to shine and be like, this is my world. Not really my world, but another world for however long it goes. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely like Bullet Train. And then Marcel the Shell, me and my fiance watch a bunch of A24 films. So Marcel the Shell, she saw that and she's like, we're watching that one, right? And I was like, yes. And then it's like, oh, Marcel the Shell's coming out the same weekend as Bullet Train. And I'm like, girl, we may have to put Marcel the Shell on the yeah. back burner because Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson and Logan Lerman and Michael Shannon, the list and goes Bad on. Bunny. I was like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that funny. Yeah. <laughs> when, when I saw the trailer, I was like, there's no way they got like, Bad Bunny in this movie. But. I was like, he's not speaking. That's for one. Like, he hardly speaks. So that explains how you get him. Like, you could be in it, but you can't talk a lot. Because we don't know how well you act. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I will say this, guys. Uh, before we end the podcast, um, go subscribe to every single one of those that we just threw out there. The support always means a lot to us. It means the world to us. Uh, criticism, we take to heart and not in a bad way. We want to take it and utilize it to give y'all even better content the next time that we come on. Remember, you are more than welcome to disagree with us on our opinions. You won't always make the fight list. I only come for people on IMDb. Don't tell me that it's you that came. That'd be so funny confronting somebody that I've put on the fight list. But uh, with that being said, uh, everything that Craig just said, everything that Franco just said, go follow them, show them support. Support always means the world. And also, like, doing stuff like this, it takes time out of our days to create this content. And it's kind of like, um, I want to say, like a dopamine boost when we see that it's actually working or that there are people that actually enjoy. So the follow may not mean like it's much or a like on a page, but it really does something to encourage us to continue to put out quality content and good content. And all of the, even the cinnamon movie podcast put out great stuff, wrestling tacos, everything in the wrestling kingdom universe, the most of all productions universe, you know, even that's really good stuff. There are countless, you're, you're saying I need a podcast to listen to. There are countless hours of podcasts that people overlook because it's not impulsive with Logan Paul. All right. Like I'm saying, like there are other podcasts out there that y'all can be listening to. And if you know, you want to review, we're here to give it to y'all. It means the world. Again, we hope to continue to bring you great content and thank y'all always for just showing support to what we do. That also means the world to us. So thank y'all. Yes. Thank, and, thank you, Craig, for joining us on this. As yeah. Well. No, I, again, uh, thank you guys for ad- having me. Uh, when Johnny asked me to, he was like, hey, you know, these guys want to have you on their podcast. I was just like, you know, why me? So I don't <laughs> I don't know what the reason is, but I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I would love to be back on future episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was fun. So I'd like to be back. Thank you. Thank you so uh, much. Thank you for being on. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for listening, watching, subscribing, all that fun stuff. 
Uh, we'll catch y'all guys in two weeks, uh, the 21st, I think. I don't know. 21st, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, 21st. Uh, reviewing Spider-Man. But until then, peace. Peace. See y'all. Appreciate you.